I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I just want to make these music lovers remember again why the haters fall back like September again. I was hoping three stacks and big with a symbol again. Drop the politics and bring us together again. Maybe if I go platinum, they'll remember me then. Maybe if I go platinum, they'll remember me then. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not defined by the sales on my first week. Cause in my mind, the only way I fail is if my verse weak. As I look in the crowd and see thousands of different faces compiled of different races gathered by different places. I just contemplate. Shout out to those who can't relate. And even though it gets hard, I know my fate with my train of thought racing like a runaway freight, living life to the fullest until I hit up them gates. It's like. I'm going to get up today. I don't know how, but I'm going to find a way. Looking for the sun in a world of gray. Feeling like my dreams is a world away. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. That's my jam. I can tell. Right. Because you know what? Because when I listen to that song, it's, that song energizes me. Like I listen to it and I just feel happy listening to that song. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. You know, welcome to the Blackout Tips uh last day of the week wednesday yes, um uh, you know we held this week down for dolo this is like the old days five-year anniversary we have no guests no we went <laughs> we went old school for real <laughs> don't get used to it but um yeah you know uh as always um i know some people happy they're like i like it when it's just y'all too i know that's true too um i know people missing jay trill though you know yeah you gotta definitely get you some annoying ass ratchetness um but yeah, we're uh we're back uh last day of the week. A lot of news going off. Um one of the good things about it just being me and you is we can kind of get right into the show. Let me introduce True. everything. Uh iTunes Stitcher leave us five star reviews if they're positive and uh we don't feel like they're you know, they have constructive criticism if at that, then we'll read them on the show. If it's just some trolling ass shit, it'll never be read. Ever um the official weapon of the show is an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and this podcast is brought to you by shadow dog productions we have they have a new audio play out called modern relics which is complete uh a complete album long audio play about three teenagers who fight to keep magical objects out of the hands of the bad guys it stars addie miller the little blonde zombie girl from the walking dead check it out it's on itunes modern relics and leave them a five-star review and don't leave a bullshit one when you talk bad about people's voices. Leave them a good one. All right, guys? Correct. Uh, we also have a sexier sponsor. Um, let me uh, play some of the stuff that uh, everybody thinks is so sexy these days. Let me ask you a question can you understand what this nigga is saying Mm-mm. me neither but well, are you getting enough of course you're not go to adamandeve.com because they want to give you more that's right you can never get enough so why not get more they will give you 10 free gifts including shipping first they give you a sexy little surprise for her then they give you a specially selected toy for him mm-hmm. and then third they give you something that both of you can enjoy and six free 
full-length adult movies on dvd mm-hmm. and after all that number 10 is free shipping they give you free shipping on your entire order what do you have to do to get this all you have to do go to adamandeve.com pick out one item any item could be a new toy a sexy piece of lingerie or paddle or anything you desire and then put in code tbgwt at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts go check out adamandeve.com today select one item and get 10 free gifts included free shipping will you enter offer code tbgwt that's tbgwt at adamandeve.com be jamming though um mm-hmm. man what what you need with words you know what I mean? um anyway man um we got all kinds of stuff i guess well should we start with now nah, we'll just start with news we'll get into the segments in a second okay um yo muslims is not fucking around today oh. um charlie hebdo which apparently is a satirical magazine that gain uh some prominence people may have, you may have heard about them from uh or at least seen some of their cartoons depicting the um prophet muhammad from the muslim faith yeah and people don't pretty, play that not and some pretty uh you know derisive uh methods or whatever um well they uh they were attacked i believe in 2010 they were bombed oh, or something shit. like that along like a while back um well uh today some 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 people ran up in there and shot up the joint oh that's that thing in paris mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yeah they they went in there and shot that motherfucker up dog they do not joke about that like that was um yeah they're in there chilling they walked in there and was like you know what we don't like your jokes yeah, I think they killed, uh, at least last time I checked, it was like up to 12 people, like injured seven, something like that. Um, they're hunting, well, I think they caught two of them or something, but. And they think this is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so I think one of them was killed during a raid. There was three of them, and two of them were taken into custody, reportedly. Um, so it was three people, they believe. Um, all in the name of religion yeah man like they don't fuck around freedom of speech be damned they will kill your ass over that shit um it's that's you know that's just uh some shit i can't relate to me either like somebody like i'm gonna go kill this motherfucker you don't get to make these jokes you know and it's funny though because it'll well we'll get into it in a second it'll get into it in a second but um let me just read the the article uh, police are hunting, well, they caught them, three French nationals, including two brothers in the Paris region, after suspected Islamist gunmen killed, uh, 12 people at a satirical magazine on Wednesday, a police official and government source said. The hooded attackers stormed the Paris office of Charlie Hebdo, a weekly, no, a weekly known for lampooning Islam and other religions in the most deadly militant attack on French soil in decades. 
French police staged a manhunt for the attackers who escaped by car after shooting dead some of France's top cartoonists, as well as two police officers. About 800 soldiers were brought in to shore up security across the capital. Police issued a document to forces across the region saying the three men were being sought for murder in relation to the Charlie Hebdo attack. The document, reviewed by a Reuters correspondent, named them as Saeed uh, Kouachi, born in 1980, Sharif Kouachi, born in 1982, and Hamad Murad, born in 1996. The police uh, source said one of them had been identified with his identity card, which had been left in the getaway car. Shit. Guess they wasn't even really trying to get away with it. Mm-mm. You know, you got to assume, you know, something like that. You just, I guess you just like, fuck it. Um, Were they born French? I don't know. I don't know. Um I'm not sure. What did what did it say earlier? Is that French nationalist a nationalist? French national nationals. Yes. Um Yeah, I don't know if that means you're born there or not. Um, or or you kind of maybe you uh move there or like Let's see, what is a French national? A French national is a person who is a citizen of France and enjoys all the rights attached with that. Um uh, for instance, a French national has the right to vote in the parliamentary candidates, the president, etc. They are not, however, necessarily members of the French government. They come from all walks of life. They could be plumbers, teacher, business, civil servants, children, students, aid workers, you name it. Hope this helped. It says it means they have French nationality. No, they have French citizenship, nationality, just like me. And I'm going to freak out next time I'm in Airbus. Believe you me, okay. I don't know what that's that means. That's not answering that question. Um, um, so I guess yeah. it's like a citizen, but not someone that's necessarily born there. Like a green card here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's this didn't really clear anything up. Thank you, no, Yahoo Answers. No, it didn't. Yahoo Answers didn't answer shit. Yeah, they're pretty uh, pretty bad. Um, so yeah, I don't know what a French national is. Um, is that on Wikipedia? I'm saying. What if I just type in what is a French national? Uh, then that same thing comes up. Awesome. It ain't on wiki? Um, huh? And nah, on, I don't see it on wiki either. Ain't that the second one? Guess uh, that's the end of the show, guys. Couldn't figure no, out the answer to scroll, this. Go back up. Is that the second link, a wiki link? Uh, it says French people. Oh. Wikipedia. Oh, uh, French people. People in France. <laughs> right. That's not helping. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe under citizenship and legal residence. This has got to be entertaining radio. Yeah, Thank I, you, I, I, don't problem. I just want to know because you know they didn't say that, they didn't say like French people or you know citizen of France. They use that phrase, and so apparently I'm assuming that phrase means something. French nationality does not mean automatic citizenship. Some categories of French people have been excluded through the years from full citizenship. Mm. Uh, women until liberation, they didn't get it nationalized foreigners so maybe that's that's what they're in yeah they just fit in different categories so basically they say you have uh, freedoms and rights like mm, kind of like if you immigrate to our country i guess right but um you might not have been born and raised there but you could still be a, a funny how they you know separate the motherfuckers out when they like oh some shit happened right you, they definitely not french you definitely wasn't born and raised here them some other muslims right? yeah them, them other people 
um so let's see here the police said one of them had been identified by his identity card okay the Cauchi brothers uh were from the paris region where Murad was from the area of while Murad was from the area of the northeastern city of reims um anti-terrorism police were preparing an operation in reims the police said declined to give more details the police source said one of the brothers had previously been tried on terrorism charges oh man somebody going down for this yes they are somebody gonna lose their job because mm-hmm. you know in hindsight it's like oh you should have killed him then sharif kuachi uh was charged with criminal association related to a terrorist enterprise in 2005 after he had been arrested before leaving for iraq to join islamist militants he was sentenced to 18 months in prison in 2008 during the attack when the assailants was captured on video outside the building shouting allahu akbar God is the greatest, as shots rang out. Another walked over to a police officer line, wounded in the street, and shot him point blank with an assault rifle Shit. before the two cl- calmly climbed back into the black car and drove off. A police union official said there were fears of further attacks and described the scene in the officer's carnage with a further four wounded fighting for their lives. Tens of thousands joined in impromptu rallies across France in memory of the victims and support for freedom of expression. The government declared the high state of alert, tightening security at transport hubs, religious sites, media offices, and department stores as the search for the assailants got underway. Some Parisians uh, Parisians expressed fears about the effect of the attack on the community relations in France, which has Europe's biggest Muslim population. This is bad for everyone, particularly for Muslims, despite the fact that Islam is a fine religion. It risks making a bad situation worse. Cecil election and an arts worker, I mean, electing an arts worker who described herself as an atheist, told routers at a vigil in Paris Place de la République, attended by 35,000 people. Charlie Hebdo, which I guess stands for Charlie Weekly, is well known for courting controversy with satirical attacks on political and religious leaders of all faiths and has published numerous cartoons ridiculing the Prophet Muhammad, Jihadists Online repeatedly warned that the magazine would pay for his ridicule. The last tweet on this account mocked Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the leader of the militant Islamic State, which is taking control of the large swaths of, of, large swaths of Iraq and Syria, uh, and called for lone wolf attacks on French soil. There was no claim of responsibility. However, a witness quoted by 20 Minutes Daily Newspaper said, one of the assailants cried out before getting into the car, tell the media that it is Al-Qaeda in Yemen. Supporters of the Islamic State and other jihadist groups hailed the attack on Internet sites. Governments throughout Europe have expressed fear that fighters returning from Iraq and Syria could launch attacks in their home countries and may not review their own security. I may now review their own security. Today, the French Republic as a whole was a target. President Francois Hollande, well, I guess that's how you pronounce it, Hollande, said in the primetime evening TV address, declaring a national day of mourning on Thursday. An amateur video broadcast by a French television station shows two hooded men all in black outside the building. One of them spotted a wounded policeman lying on the ground, hurries over him and shoots him dead at a point-blank range with a rifle. In another clip on television station, I tell the the men I heard shouting in French, we have killed Charlie Hebdo. We have avenged the Prophet Muhammad. I see. 
wow this is that is crazy execution paris prosecutor francois morlins morlins said the assailants killed a man at the entrance of the building to force entry then they headed to the second floor open fire on an editorial meeting attended by eight journalists police tasked with protecting the magazine's editorial director and a guest when we saw what we saw was a massacre many of the victims had been executed most of them were wounds to the head and chest an emergency service medic called out to treat the injury said told routers a routers reporter a routers reporter saw groups of armed policemen patrolling around department stores in the shopping district there was an armed guitar presence okay outside the arc de triomphe uh there is a possibility of other attacks and other sites are being secured u.s president barack obama described the attacks as cowardly and evil while german chancellor angela merkel was among europeans european leaders condemning the shooting the dead included co-founder John Kabu Kabut uh, and editor-in-chief Stéphane Charb Charbonnier, uh, or Charbonnet. At a firebomb attack had already gutted the old headquarters uh, in November 2011 after it put an image of the Prophet Muhammad on its cover in what is described as a Sharia edition. France last year reinforced its anti-terrorism laws and was on alert after calls from Islamist militants to attack its citizens and interests in reprisal for French military strikes on Islamist stronghold in Middle East and Africa. Man. Uh, Rico, a friend of Kabul who joined the Paris vigil, said his friend had paid for people misunderstanding his humor. These attacks are only going to get worse. It's like a tsunami. It won't stop. That What's happening today will probably feed the National Front. Yeah, see, now everybody's gearing up, thinking that, you know, we're going to have to watch all the Muslims that are coming after us. Right. Which is, you know, something I wanted to get to because, okay, this is the uh, Charlie Hebdo. Mm-hmm. Let me just write this down because um, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a bombing outside of the NAACP branch um, in... Uh, Let's see where was that at uh was it colorado springs colorado okay all right um now of course they've identified these suspects and they found them for the charlie hebdo thing you know um so they're gonna start psychoanalyzing them they're gonna talk about their religion they're gonna go into all that shit you right, know when most of the people talk about, are peaceful and won't bother anybody right not yeah not to mention they have the biggest muslim population but you know even liberals like bill maher are gonna be saying that this is about islam this is what muslims do and you know this putting is, stereotypes this is, on them right so naacp is hit by an ied which is uh uh what do you call it um it's like it's, it's basically like a bomb okay um a bomb blew up outside the office of the colorado springs colorado naacp chapter yesterday the denver new the denver post says the explosion knocked items off the office walls but didn't cause any injuries so you know people already were raising the bar too well didn't they, nobody died but did you die though you know what i mean <laughs> like uh, you, yeah you you some motherfuckers try to kill some people. Don't skip that. You know? Hello, I'm Molly 
Hughes in the Denver Post newsroom with our top stories from DPTV. A busy news day here. We begin in Colorado Springs with the arrest of a mayoral candidate on felony domestic violence charges. Justine Herring is being held Wait, without what? bond after police say she took an assault. Okay, about this. Get to the. You know what? Fuck that. I hate when news sites do that. And it's probably in there, but it's probably like. Fun. I'm not skipping to get to it. Let's just read the article. Okay. Uh, yeah. Improvised explosive devices detonated against the exterior wall. Look, that's isn't that crazy? You click on an article about the NAACP office getting exploded. It's not even in the fucking news clip that they attached to the article. That's how little motherfuckers care. Okay. Um. So it exploded. It was detonated against the exterior wall of a building housing the Colorado Spring chapter of the NAACP on Tuesday. The explosion knocked on items off the wall, off his wall, when nobody was injured. Agents from the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives went to the scene after the blast to gather evidence and place market markers. The FBI said that a gasoline can was placed next to the device, but con- the contents did not ignite. So it could have been much worse. Right. According to the FBI, officials are seeking a potential person of interest described as a balding white male about 40 years old. He may be driving a 2000 or older model dirty white pickup truck with pedaling a dark color bed liner, open tailgate, and missing or covered license plate. Uh, the explosion was near, uh, was heard near the building um, around 11 a.m. where those nearby reported hearing a loud boom. I was cutting somebody's hair and I heard the explosion. Gene Sutherland, the owner of Mr. G's hair design studio in the same building. It was such a loud explosion that some plastic containers fell off the shelf. Henry Allen Jr., the NAACP chapter president, told the Gazette the explosion was strong enough to knock items off the wall and that volunteers who looked outside to see what happened saw what they would describe as a gas can rig with some kind of incendiary device such as a flare. We'll move on, Allen told the newspaper. This won't deter us from doing the job we want to do in the community. Photos from the scene showed evidence markers littering the area surrounding the building. Local police and their police bomb squad maneuvering around yellow tape. The investigation is ongoing and it is not known this time that the NAACP or business in the vicinity was int- the intended target, said Amy Saunders, an FBI uh, age, special agent. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. When it comes to shit like this, there's no systematically the the problem is with the the, the ideology of, you know, older racist white males or... Mm-hmm the christian religion or the you know the 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 systematic uh, racism it's just a lone person it doesn't have any attachment to anybody else correct acting as an as an individual mm-hmm. with full auto- autonomy but you let um three dudes um blow shoot some shit up because uh you know they're mad about the betrayal of allah it it counts as against all Muslims. Like it's all no, of them. there's no like, oh, those three dudes shot that up. But no separation. Ninety nine point nine 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 carried all the way out. Percent of Muslims saw that paper every fucking day and didn't do anything. They were just like, man, I wish they wouldn't do that, and they moved on. But yet somehow this will become a all Muslims are bad. The the religion needs to be stopped. That, that's going to be the talking points for shit like this. And it's so fucking crazy to me. Like, I'm not Muslim at all, but I, I to me, I would be so pissed if I was Muslim because I know that, you know, we get to watch people do shit um, 
in, in up for other speaking out for other quote-unquote causes you know like how much you want to bet that dude was like i'm gonna do this because of uh police say blue lives matter put this police mm-hmm. putting their back and because these protesters out here saying kill the police and shit like that but somehow that's fine you know what i mean like this he he does it and it's just not attached to anything it ain't about watching fox news Mm-mm. it ain't about uh church it ain't about racism it's just Mm-mm. one it's not about a collective group period it's just one individual that just you know is a lone wolf and that just needs to have his background studied and be you know we need to find out what issues he was having as an individual and yeah. what, what was going on in his life maybe yeah. he got a divorce yeah you know? it's uh, yeah and he'll have the uh the luxury of being said that you have a mental illness and it actually will be an excuse right you know he'll they'll be able to say something was wrong he was on medications his family his background they'll comb all that and it won't be why this man is so violent why is this man you know attacking these people you know what is wrong with his group of people what is you know nobody ever goes what's wrong with these white folks you know nobody ever does that nobody ever you don't ever see the stories where white folks don't lost their mind they don't crazy lock up your whole family white folks on the loose you don't never hear that bullshit white folks coming to take everything you got you know hatch kids hatch wife he come to white folks you don't ever see that but when it comes to any other group of people especially any other brown group of people or any other minority in this country if one person does anything all of a sudden it's a complete reflection on the entire race yep it's amazing man but that was what i was thinking about because i mean obviously it's sad yes it is because it's a loss of a life (coughs) and if you're raising the bar to well if some people would have died then uh, i guess we would have cared like even that's fucked up something's wrong with you you know um but but you know speaking of messing with muslims um i saw this story too um you know i i dabble in the pornographic arts at times support the support the artists mia there's an artist named mia khalifa um you know i'll i'll put a picture in the chat don't worry it's not it's not pornographic guys Mm -mm, um let me see well even let me pick this image son of a bitch for some reason i don't know why but a lot of people have been doing that shit. nah it's just it's just a site hold on i can i can find a picture of her but um but uh she is a porn star and she uh porn star <laughs> um i'm just saying that because you know everybody's a porn star you just pick you just oh they're a porn star now too um but she uh you know brown skin looking woman um she did a porn uh scene in a uh hijab which is like the muslim um garb that women wear you know uh, oh, cover themselves heads, up. right yeah oh, okay um yeah so the burqa's the one like over the entire body this is just like i think the headpiece yeah so she did one in a in a hijab and is that picture still not posting oh there it is i'll put this up here for you guys to what the why is it moving slow today mm-hmm. try this one more time there you oh go. there it is all right um so that's her um but but yeah so she did her um a scene in a hijab and obviously this offended people and and you know the thing is i i do understand 
that we in america have decided that you can offend people and everybody should just be okay with it and stuff and i think that that is the right point of view i saw a lot of people kind of going back on some like well maybe they shouldn't do blank and it's like even with that i can't justify killing somebody right you know what i mean like even if like if too many people put up with shit to let that slide like you know when 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 don lemon says something fucking just infuriating about black people it's not okay to go like shoot up cnn you know what i mean so i don't want to even pretend that that's okay just on some like well you got to do that like nah Mm -hmm. you you really didn't have to do that you know and i just wish that people could isolate it to the kind of person that does something like that and not to oh it's all muslims it's it's islam it's this like i wish they could just be like it was these three crazy guys which is not going to happen. We're going to have to have debates about Muslims and Islam in the Middle East for the fucking next like month or so. And mm-hmm. there'll be terrorist watch and raise levels and they'll be expecting, you know, several other attacks, even though these guys are probably acting on their own, and even though there's probably no other targets, you know, until people calm down, which might take years, you know, cause mm-hmm. that's what terrorism does. That's what it, it, it terrorizes. It makes, the irrational part of your mind you know go oh i'm not gonna think to myself okay 11 people were killed uh 12 people were killed seven people were injured or whatever i the odds of it happening to me are extremely low i don't dabble in that industry i'm not a target it just makes your mind go no no no. we have to lock down all the muslims we have to go to war with the middle east we have to kill everybody you know that's how you're that's what it's designed to do right and and i think my biggest fear is when it comes to terrorism is that it also frightens people and my biggest thing is that it strips people away of freedom like people are willing to give up their freedoms everybody gives up all their freedoms so that you can catch four people Mm -hmm. what the fuck that makes no goddamn sense why should i have to give up all my freedoms to catch a handful of people then for you know nobody has any rights and nobody has any freedoms because you're trying to catch a handful of crazy fuckers yeah i mean and you know it's the thing where people i think people just get irrational about it right you know they're just they're not gonna be able to say to themselves like this is a one-off you know what i mean this is a thing that you know when it comes down to it uh i i can't really get too caught up in this you know i have to like that's the effect is to say look we might not have the numbers but we can definitely um come at you with the scariest thing and i see people kind of hating on mia khalifa hold on let me let me set, set this straight so people can stop hating um anyway um a lebanese american porn star has received death threats after being ranked the number one actress on the adult website Pornhub. number one mia khalifa moved from beirut lebanon to the united states at the age of 10 before eventually moving to miami where she is now based the 21 year old history graduate was ranked the most popular porn performer by Pornhub after only one uh only a short period in the industry, but not everyone is impressed. Here's the other thing that's funny. She's ranked number one. She graduated from college as a history major. Why come she don't get all that, you know, hey, come right for the time shit that Bell Knox gets? Mm. 
Mm-mm. Oh no, she'll never get that. No, no, no. Isn't that funny though? Yeah, she's not gonna get an interview on the View. You know, they made it seem like you can't even go through college and be a porn star. She graduated. This is funny. Her ranking drew strong criticism from many, including some in the Middle East, who branded her a disgrace to the country and shameful. I mean, well, that's just porn in general. People are going to think that already. Right, because people already have their feelings about it. Right, but she's a provocateur. Uh, It's not like they were thinking to themselves, uh, you know, I'm okay with porn. I watch a lot of pornography. Mm -mm. I'm very religious, but it doesn't bother me. Oh, wait a minute. She went too far, right? Uh, her ranking drew strong criticism from many, including some of the Middle East who brand her disgrace and, uh, shameful. Uh, they tweeted, Pornhub tweeted, congrats at Mia Khalifa, currently the number one ranked porn star on pubs, uh, Pornhub, taking the crown from Lisa Ann. You know, there's gonna be some porn beef now, Karen. No, it is. And probably be 30 to 100% horse, but it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be some real beef. Khalifa has since been retweeting the abuse sparked by the take by taking issue with her Middle Eastern origins, some of which include death threats. Many took issue with the scene from one of her videos showing her wearing a hijab, a part of traditional female Muslim dress described in it as problematic and gross. Khalifa told the Washington Post such scenes are satirical and should be taken as such, adding there are Hollywood movies that depict Muslims in a much worse manner than any scene Bang Bros, the production company, could produce. I know Bang Bros is like, Ixnay on the Bang Bros, babe. I know. Keep us out of this. Yep. Um, we just make porn. We don't, we don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Uh, yeah. If you ain't fucking, we, we don't, we ain't really concerned about it. Uh, and they probably like, don't get our Bang Bros blown up. Right. Oh, ain't that the truth? You know, we just trying to get this porn out here. Right. We, we ain't trying to be a target. You know, that's that American arrogance. They don't even think about shit like that. It's kind of like the whole thing with the interview. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't even think about. Oh, this probably would piss people off, and they're just like, "No, fuck it, do it." Right. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, oh, y'all put thousands of people's social security numbers out there. <laughs> Our D plus comedy needs to be out there. It's that important, right? Freedom it's, of speech. It's American way. Uh, but, America. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. Another user also sent a manipulated photo to make it appear as if Khalifa was in an orange jumpsuit being held by Jihadi John, the ISIS militant believed to be involved in a series of beheadings with the caption coming soon. One Twitter user threatened her head will be cut soon with another warned Khalifa would be the first person in hellfire to which she quipped, I've been meaning to get a little tan recently. Oh, Lord. You know, which is funny because, you know, um, a lot of these people are, you know, how would you know about her if you're not jacking off to her? Correct. What are you watching? Uh, porn, hoping to see a Muslim person? Uh, and that goes to show you because Pornhub, honestly, is the most generic searcher in the porn that you can get just about. And so to me, it's one of those things where that means, guess what? A lot of white folks is watching her. Mm-hmm. A lot of people is watching her. Right. If you're the number one porn star, I mean, you do that because you cross all genres and demographics. I think Lisa Ann really proved that um, for, you know, because she was, for all the girl, women that do porn and go, well, I don't want to have sex with a black guy because my price will go down. That didn't happen to Lisa Ann. That didn't happen to Sarah J. Like, that's just mm-hmm. your you being racist. Like, Correct. You know, you just don't want to, you want to try to put it on something, but you know, Mia Khalifa's looks like a brown chick. 
mm-hmm. know that's why she's number one yep the Lebanese Examiner reports that various Beirut-based newspapers wrote critical reports about Khalifa in response to her ranking. Khalifa was quick to respond with su- to such reports on Twitter. Doesn't the Middle East have more important things to worry about besides me? How about finding a president or containing ISIS? Right. Um, all right. I wonder what she'll be saying today. Because um, apparently not everybody has more important shit to do. Yeah. Because uh, it's easier to attack you than to fix the real issues. Right. Not to mention there are some people that are nuts. Correct. Completely. Khalifa also came under fire for her tattoos. She has related to Lebanon, including the opening line of the Lebanese national anthem and a tattoo of the Lebanese forces cross, which she said has to, was to show solidarity with my father's political views after a bombing in Lebanon in 2012. <laughs> so if you ever watched my porn, hey, shout out to Pops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh i personally have no this one dude said i personally have no issues and don't mind whatever you're doing don't just don't generalize if many insult they don't represent us and then she said i'm proud of lebanon hence three-fourths of my tattoos didn't mean to embarrass them by it wasn't my intention when i got them i was born in lebanon but i've been in america since i was 11 still hurts to know most of my home country is disgusted by me in an interview with newsweek khalifa said her critics were accusing her of shaming lebanon by appearing in adult films with such a tattoo on her body they're, dra- they're embarrassed I'm claiming them as if I had a choice. I was born there. Khalifa told the site her parents had also stopped speaking to her because of her career choice. I've dragged their name through the mud, and I feel guilty for dragging them into this and having all their friends know now that it's on Lebanese media. But that was never my intention. However, Khalifa also had many supporters defend her decision to perform in pornography. Enigmatic words said, on behalf of the free and educated part of Lebanon, I would like to apologize to you and wish you luck in all essential matters. Now, please check your DMs. I have sent you my dick. Mm-hmm. Another dude said, not proud being Lebanese after reading all these stupid comments about me and Khalifa. Leave this girl alone. This is her life. British Lebanese author Nazri Atala was one of many to take a stand against the criticism she was receiving, writing in a Facebook post. The more eating nation is wrong for two reasons. First and foremost, as a woman, she is free to do what she pleases with her body. Mm-hmm. As a sentient human being with agency who lives halfway across the world, she is in charge of her own life and owes absolutely nothing to the country where she happened, happened to be born. Khalifa suggested the uproar is a sign of bigger issues surrounding freedom and women's rights in Lebanon. She told the Post, Women's rights in Lebanon are a long way from being taken seriously if a Lebanese-American porn star that no longer resides there could cause such an uproar. What I once boasted to people as being the most westernized nation in the Middle East, I now see as devastatingly archaic and oppressed. Right, Mm. because she's educated. Like, she got a degree, so it's it's not like she's a dummy, Mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of people have have this um, misconceived notion that if you're fucking for a living, you're just automatically dumb. And that's not right. always true. Now, there are dumb people that do do it, but, but a lot of them women are not dumb. I say to support her, fellas uh, and ladies, go download some of her movies tonight, man. You got to jack out to them, man, to just show that we support her autonomy and her ability to do what she wants to do with her body. Nobody should be able to tell her that uh, she has to do whatever, you know. Everybody agree with that? okay um there's a apparently a nasty lawsuit about um that inspired a hashtag shades of revlon the accusations against the revlon ceo are ugly but that doesn't mean twitter can't pretty uh pretty them up with some humor 
according to the new york post the cosmetic company ceo lorenzi delpani is being sued by the former company scientist alan myers who is alleging discrimination myers says in the suit that the italian-born delpani expressed disdain for such groups as jews blacks and americans as a whole (laughs) according to the suit don't all these people buy her shit his shit uh i think oh that's oh, oh i, I thought know. she was getting sued the ceo is lorenzo del Pani. oh the man okay so the so the scientist is a female the i don't know let's see the scientist um what was the scientist's name because i know. thought i heard of her in there my bad uh no it's a guy okay myers was let go because he repeatedly demonstrated okay. critical yeah it's he um so uh he said he could smell a black person when he entered the room shit he noted that jews stick together and said americans were small-minded and dirty a rev line represent- <laughs> but you want that money though you want that dirty 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 money a rev line representative told the post that the suit was a product of an unhappy ex-employee myers was let go because he repeatedly demonstrated critical lapses in judgment and failed to perform at the high standard we demand of our employees she said where the hell is this she come from mm-hmm. Revlon. Chairman Ronald O. Perelman said in a statement, I know Lorenzo is an executive and as a person. He is among the least bigoted or biased human I've even known. He has my full support. Nevertheless, the kerfluffle hasn't stopped wags on Twitter from making the hashtag Shades of Revlon trend, whether out of <laughs> outrage, without an outrage or comic potential. Don't forget hashtag Shades of Revlon's fragrance line, Dirty Americans Perfume, Black Room Cologne, and Yiddish Smell of Success. <laughs> Last two KKK approved. Oh Lord. Malcolm X foliating cream. <laughs> Ryan Dalton. It may be a while before customers kiss and make up with the makeup giant to a tweet that said black Twitter will never let you off the hook. The kitchenista. Oh, Angela Davis gets the wall. See, I don't see it in. Was in blunt agreement. Not ever. She wrote. Yeah, man. They just reading our tweets and making articles right they they follow us really close that you know we, we're actually being watched more than people think we are mm-hmm. um and also and i and i think from from my perspective it's one of the things where i think they're like one of the major like it's them and estee lauder and laurel and i don't you know because it's they're a big company for you to be saying shit like that when uh you actually make makeup for these people's skin tones and shit mm-hmm. like that and you go and <laughs> for, and i and i didn't know this i didn't do we got a smell i don't know i sm- i don't know he can smell us i mean it's his industry i don't know i don't know um let's see what else we can talk about um neil degrasse tyson said he is not anti-christian all right so everybody just get off his back guys um he's astrophysicist neil degrasse degrasse tyson says his christmas tweet about isaac newton shouldn't be interpreted uh to mean he's anti-christian tyson who will host a new late night talk show on national geographic channel starting in april attracted attention for tweeting december 25th on this day long ago a child was born by age 30 who would transform the world happy birthday isaac b newton december 25th 1642 it was retweeted about 80,000 times or about 40 times more than his typical messages are shared he said wednesday that he was trying to give people a cosmic perspective and wasn't trying to insult christians we know isaac newton was born on christmas days he said tele- in a, at a television conference who knows when jesus was born he said he was surprised that his tweet seemed to hit a nerve it's free speech so i'm an observer of this almost as an astro as an anthropologist 
he said tyson's new show star talk will be national geographic channel's first late night series it's based on his podcast that tries to mix pop culture with science the show will be taped before a studio audience at american museum of national history hayden planetarium in new york the what network said we bring science to people who didn't know they like science or thought they didn't like science he said yeah a lot of people was getting mad at him because but the dude was jokes. born on christmas day he was born on christmas day mm-hmm. um you know but that's the thing now is if you make any joke about religion you know it's like when i was accused of hating christians and shit on you know, like come on man like is that where we're going with this i hate christians now right everybody everybody get make these joke. jokes right yeah. everybody get the jokes across the board it's like the people that was writing those cartoons like they picked on everyone but they right. was like you talking about us fuck you all right uh iggy azalea compares herself to eminem and elvis presley and thinks her critics are misogynistic she sat down for an interview with vanity fair after her whirlwind of a year the success of her hit single fancy during the short question and answer uh azalea faced some questions about her authenticity and whether or not it's weird for a white australian girl to be a rapper well i never really thought it was strange if you go back to the rolling stones and elvis presley and eminem they've all basically done black music i felt this wasn't that far from what we've seen in music history over and over again <laughs> for one that's kind of the problem a lot of people have with it too right people might argue that those people are more talented than her yes they are. so it, was, it wasn't a slap in the face and they wouldn't mimicking and then changing their voices like you got what you got from them Right. regardless of uh where they got it from it was them authentically themselves performing performing you yeah. know because eminem don't rap like nobody else yeah i don't think her and eminem is even close to a comparison like no it's not you would never hear eminem hop on the microphone and say why you do that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's not he ain't fancy yeah he's you know first thing first Sunday willis like he's not that type of let me go fake pretend to talk like a black person to get my shit over. Right. You know, he doesn't adopt a whole different personality. Um, over the last few weeks, Azalea has faced her fair share of criticism after she was seemingly oblivious about cultural appropriation in hip hop. After another round of Twitter drama with Azalea Banks, which subsequently resulted in threats from hacker group Anonymous, Azalea even received a hip hop history lesson from Q-Tip, which she deemed patronizing. Well, they don't say that stuff about Macklemore, said Iggy. When asked if the criticism aimed at her was misogynistic, she said, so yes, I think it was 100% to do with the fact that I have a vagina. While both Azalea and Macklemore faced criticism throughout their career, Macklemore appeared on Hot 97 a few weeks ago to address a number of topics, including racism in America. Iggy ended the interview by declaring that twerking is dead, by the way. Um, here's the thing that's funny is... If Macklemore went on the air and talked about racism, then he's already separated himself from you because you won't talk about it. Mm-mm, you won't touch it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even one of those people that think she needs to. No, I think, I'm not saying she does either. I think it's a valid critique to level at her because it's like you're going to profit off this music. But I understand why somebody would be like, yes, I profit off this music. Yes, I do an act that imitates black people but i don't know shit about no racism i don't know shit about race relations in america and i'm not interested in getting involved i actually could understand that to a certain extent i might even could respect it to a certain extent if that's your stance because 
the only thing worse than somebody that um doesn't talk about race is somebody that does and doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. I ain't that though, true. And people are like, and the thing is, she's gonna get ridiculed no matter what. Yeah, she is. So you just gotta take that, you know, like, I mean, unfortunately for her, she's gonna just have to accept that she's gonna be ridiculed no matter what. Right, cause a lot of people go, well, bitch, you winning all these goddamn awards, you should have something to say. Right. So, you know, there's gonna be pushback on you cause you're not very good at what you do. Right. The thing, to, the thing though that I do wanna, um address here though she is absolutely right about the misogynistic undertones of and overtones of the criticism that's leveled at her correct correct because a lot of people do attack her only because she's a woman yeah and and the people that typically go out and quote-unquote save and have solidarity and stand with people when shit like that happens to them they don't do that shit for her don't have a goddamn thing to say but but yet she's a woman and we on we own this feminist woman's right thing and nobody had a motherfucking thing to say when she was getting attacked and dragged through the mud and a lot of them actually jumped in because they thought the shit was funny yeah nobody is gonna save iggy um on this shit like nobody's gonna the people that wear capes and say look man it ain't right to talk about women like this yeah, they were retweeting Snoop Dogg calling her a cunt and shit. Like, mm-hmm. she is right. Some of what she receives is about the fact that she's a woman. Correct. Um, the problem is, um, it's not 100,000% that it's just because she's a woman. There's a mm-hmm. lot of things around it, and a lot of it's not really about her. No, it's not. If you really want to be honest, it's really not even her quote unquote fault. Like, Mm-mm. it's kind of like the people that enable her to be the number one act. Like, it's not like she's the first white girl to try to rap. It's no. not like she's the first white person to try to sound black. Mm-mm. None of this shit is new. She's the first one to be charting. She's the first one to be like right. considered the head of hip hop. The alien landed on the on 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 the earth and said, "Who's the number one woman in rap? It's her." So that's a first. And that's what people are reacting to. I think the loss of control and power that they thought they had over music, you yeah, know? And you, and you don't, because it's no longer yours. Right. So I think that's a big part of it. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and then comparing yourself to Elvis, maybe, but the Rolling Stones and Eminem, I mean, mm-hmm. them niggas could, you know, they had talent. Real talent. So. <laughs> Oh no! Bitch is gonna be classical shit. Is anybody really gonna be playing Iggy twenty five years from now? A year from now, like right. it's not even like that Grammy thing. I don't even know why people obsess over the Grammys. Typically, it's not even a good award to get because niggas don't even be around. Like, nope, they fall off so bad after you get that Grammy. Right? They got studies and statistics that be like the the person that wins like new artists of the year, shit like that. Don't a lot of times don't come out with another record. Don't have another number one top selling chart. Like, that shit don't mean nothing. It's a lot of times about the longevity of your career. Right. But I don't know. I I just don't know what to say. I mean, it's kind of like Rick Ross gets on the microphone and lies like shit. And mm-hmm. we know that he don't really talk like that. And that's mm-hmm. not really him. And, Correct. You know, they roasted the fuck out of him. He persevered and he's just doing it. Like, he's just like, to me, I just think she needs to stay doing what she's doing. You know what I mean? Don't stop addressing the shit. Don't even gonna worry have about something it. Something to say, regardless of what she does. Yeah, just keep fucking doing what you're doing. That's what Rick Ross did. Like, right? No fuck is not gonna stop roasting you. I hope you don't ever think 
right people gonna stop roasting you like i know what you're doing is borderline offensive just because it's whack at least (laughs) right minimal before you even good yeah before you get to anything racial about it you are not good at what you do so right there you already got a problem i mm. i think Nicki minaj is barely good at what she does ain't that so, the truth and just because you got a big ass balded or fake whatever it is don't make you good you just got a big ass yeah a lot of times the women at the top of rap just aren't very good because to get to the top you almost have to adopt the fact that hey i'm gonna be a sexual icon like i'm just i'm gonna have to put these titties out here i'm like it doesn't really matter how well i rap I'm going to have to, you know, be out here basically twerking for the camera. And, right. And the, and the women that are actually good and got bars and that, you know, are on the scene and on the ground and, and, and actually is talking about shit, right. a lot of them will never see the light of day. Right. I mean, if to me, I'll put it this way. If Riff Raff was in the lead to win album of the year, he'd get the same shit. But because he's not, he's in the appropriate place most people consider for rap. Like, he ain't doing too good. He ain't doing, he got his own niche, but he's not, no one's considering him a representative of hip hop, really. Mm-hmm. People are okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Riff Raff can do the tiptoeing in my jaw with ends and all that, that shit, and we can just go, huh, that's funny. But if he was actually like getting the Grammys over Kendrick, People will be like, oh no, fuck him. Right. I mean, Macklemore to me seems like a pretty good guy and he got that shit for winning over Kendrick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he don't seem ignorant like this where it's like, I don't believe in no causes but me. Right. I don't talk about shit. No. He actually seems to want to care. Right. And he's still going to catch shit. Like you're in a black dominated genre and you're not acknowledging black people. You're going to get, oh, or should, I, I take it back. You're not in a black dominated genre. It hadn't been black dominated for a long time. For a very long but time. But it, it used to be black culturally dominated. And this is like a pushback to that because now we're finding out that it's not. This is the first evidence that it's, it's truly not, you know? And, and right. you know, T.I. put her on and co-signed her and, right. and, and you and, know. And, and when you have uh, people that don't know anything about hip hop, the history, the background going, Iggy, Iggy is the, is the best rapper alive. You look at her like, bitch, what? Here's some logic. What does that, what is this bullshit? You go, okay, fuck you. Yeah. You, you don't really know. You just think this is what's hot because you can, you can hear this between the country music that you're listening to, whatever the hell you're listening to, like on the pop station. Like this is not really rap. Right. So, um, what else? Oh, Fox News has something to say about the bombing. I mean, not the bombing, the shooting of, uh, of that, uh, magazine, Charlie Hemdo. this play take your time youtube and there's video where these guys got out of their getaway car their assault rifles in hand and they executed a police officer on the streets of paris today we're coming back to the couch now uh eric earlier you had said you had kind of made a comparison to what's going on there and and what's happening here in new york city can you reset with that yeah um so you're taking a law enforcement tool uh out of their hands. You're, you're, in New York, what's, what's going on? One of the first things Mayor de Blasio did here was he said, we're going to pull stop and frisk, which means, you know, in, in 
deference to the Fourth Amendment uh, unreasonable searches and seizures. They said it was unreasonable to profile uh, African Americans or anyone for that matter and just say, hey, what are you doing? Let me let me see your ID. Let me talk to you. They they pushed back on that. Problem is that was finding a lot of crimes. Some say misdemeanor crimes. Point is, why are we pulling law enforcement tools out of their hands? Why are we taking that away? This this should be a, a test case for New York City or any major city or any city for that matter. This uh, this office was targeted in 2006. Mm -hmm. It was targeted in 2011. A couple of weeks ago, it was targeted saying there's a credible threats against this office. They put cops in front of the office. Yeah. But they put cops with handguns. Maybe some didn't even have handguns. There are reports that mm -hmm. some didn't even have a gun. Yeah. These guys walked up heavily armed and blew away 12 people, walked out of there unscathed. Here's the point. There's been a very serious push from the left saying, let's not over-militarize our cops. Mm -hmm. That should put an end to that discussion right now. We should over-militarize. We should continue to do that. One last thought. I'm sorry. No, after 9-11, I was in the building in 9-11. Right after 9-11, there was... The By the way, this is why terrorism works. This reaction right here. There go, what? Like, let's bring the military in, over-police people. Let's... Let's the stop them. Tanks. Stop the people. Stop basically brown people because the thing is that you will never get stopped and frisked. Or you don't give a fuck about this law. You you don't give a fuck about studies and statistics that came out that said the the hundreds of thousands of people that they've stopped and frisked. The 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 amount of shit that they found was 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 not even worth the police time and effort and overtime that uh, people put in. And 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 the thing is like yeah, you don't give a fuck about the over policing because you will never have your neighborhood police. These people right. ain't going over to Ballantyne and, 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 and with their tanks and trucks and shit like that. Them people have a fucking fit and the laws would goddamn change. Yeah, exactly. Because money talks. Right. Well, not just, I mean, it's not even just money. They're not doing this shit to anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, if it's not happening to me, it's not happening. It's the right. idea. It's really the idea behind this. So, um, but but yeah, I you know, I'm I'm you know, this guy's basically ready to go back to stop and frisk, all this shit, and it's like every time something sensationalistic happens, the overreaction, despite the data, the numbers, right. the crime has gone down and they would since stop and frisk was not was was uh you know, relaxed. Correct. So Because a lot of people weren't committing crimes. Right. City cops, what they did was they, they did these shows of force. Heavily armed cops mm -hmm. would walk around mm -hmm. buildings. They'd show up anywhere. Twelve cop cars would line up. They'd get out with the, with the full body gear, with the full with the you know with the, the machine guns, right, just to show the bad guys they're there. Mm -hmm. That's kind of gone away. Maybe it's time to bring it back. You it's not intimidating. State, no, I, mean, I don't want. It's not a police state. Okay, Kennedy, but it's let a me safe state. Uh, let me just make one point about the militarization. Militarization. This is Kennedy, by the way of police because I've always been very pro-law enforcement and I think that cops should have all sorts of tools and technology but they shouldn't see us as the enemy right you know, we're not the enemy we are not people there hunting or combating and that's the difference between the military yeah. and the police and if you talk to police officers they'll agree there has to be a difference there has to be a line your police department should not look like your armed forces so and, and that's, you? that's the point of that and I don't want cops walking around heavily armed and and that, that's true. So, that's true. Well, but, but and I understand that after nine eleven, we are being hunted. Yeah, we are being hunted. Okay, ISIS has made it very clear. These guys are making it very clear when they enter that newspaper's offices. Yeah. We're here to get you. This is uh, the black lady on the panel, by the way. Um, that if you've been following the timeline, this argument basically arguing to bring stop and frisk back. 
if unless she got confused somehow. But she's basically agreeing with the first guy. We are being hunted, so how would you like for us to be protected? What message do you want to send? I think the best thing that Americans can do is arm themselves. Uh, me too. Can we do a high five? But you can't do that in the city. You're not even... So then they high five each other because, of course, the answer is more guns. Right. It, do you, it's this, yeah. It, yeah, I live in D.C. where it's really, really difficult. New York cops, I don't feel like they look at me as the enemy. I feel like New York cops, of all the cops in this country, you can go up to them and have a You're conversation. You're not a bad guy, though. That's if a, I'm a bad guy, point. I see it. But what's your cold word for bad guy? That that's mm-hmm. my thing. When when people say those things, what do you really mean with yeah, those who phrases? Who looks like a bad guy? Right. Who is the criminal? What what does the bad guy look like? Are they brown? Mm-hmm. Are they Mexican? Are they Asian? Are they Indian? They're not. They're not. Are they Muslim? Not, no, 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 no. That's the wrong question. It's who they don't look like. They don't look like white people. So they don't give a fuck. Right. These, these particular people are like, I don't fit the description. So pull them niggas over if you got to. I don't give a fuck. Right. And you know what? I don't give a fuck about you uh, having guns and bullets and, and terrorizing people that is these neighborhoods. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm not in my house afraid. I don't give a fuck about you putting tear gas out on these people backyard and having their children being affected by this. I, I don't care because as far as I'm concerned, this shit will never happen to me and Oz. Oh, they probably deserved it. Wherever you feel like being the military, just just do that. Because as far as I'm concerned, it never happened to me. And that's the thing. The thing about it is that it doesn't stop at with, with, with brown people. It actually expands. Before you know it, you're going to be a part of this shit too. But by the time you realize you're a part of it, it's too late. Mm-hmm. A, hell, a, a, a heavily armed cop on the corner, I may decide not to do the bad thing I was thinking about doing. Sometimes well, bad guys don't look like bad guys. Well, that's right, why, and that's, that's my question sure. about these guys, because if we know they were speaking unaccented French and they had, you know, ski masks on, do we even know what color they were, what the tone of their skin was? I mean, what if they didn't look like typical bad guys? Bitch, there's articles and shit posted around what the fuck they look like. No, that's not why I'm stopping there. They did what? What does a bad guy look like then? Right. What does a bad guy look like then? The implication here is: what if they looked white? What if they were Muslims but they didn't look Muslimy? Correct. That's what she's saying, basically. Sometimes well, bad guys don't look like bad guys. Well, right. And what, that's, that's my question here. about these guys because if we know they were speaking unaccented French and they had, you know, ski masks on, do we even know what color they were? What this unaccented French. They had ski masks on. Do we know what color they were? Maybe they didn't look like bad guys because bad guys can be determined by their color. Are you fucking serious? Now, juxtapose this with the conversation we were having a few minutes ago. They're not stopping frisking white dudes in Colorado. They're not talking about white dudes with bald heads look like the bad guy Mm-mm. in Colorado after that bombing. This is the this right here is the implicit racism in the way that the conversations are even framed like just the framing of the conversation is inherently racist so like this is the world we're trying to navigate in you can't even have the conversation because it's fraught with just racial racial insults and racial stereotypes and 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 and, and not to mention just uh white superiority in the conversation itself before you even get to the crime anything 
This, oh, we got to bring back stop the frisk to stop the brown people. Well, what if they weren't that brown and they didn't talk brown? What the fuck? One of their skin was. <laughs> I mean, what if they didn't look like typical bad guys? As we define them when we think about terror groups. Well, that's why this issue in New York is so important. Because if there is a police force in the nation that has figured out better than any other force how to blend in with its citizenry and become part of the population and not be the enemy, it's the NYPD. Yeah. I mean, they are an example. And I think because the NYPD had that shooting cop, you know, foxes <laughs> sucking them off and shit right now. Right. So, you know. Because, yeah, depending on who you ask, bitch, a lot of people would say no to that. People are an organization of individuals. Um, that is so petrifying that you read out, Harris, that, that or reported, that they read out people's mm-hmm. names yeah. and assassinated them, basically taking role. I mean, that to me is so but that's, scary. That's why Charlie Hebdo is, is, is so uh, incredibly brave, because mm-hmm. even though they've been targeted for all these years, they're still brave enough to stand out there. Uh, yep. Um, a man shot some NYPD in the Bronx. He shot the NYPD. Um, one of three suspects responsible for the shooting of two police officers at the Fordham section of Bronx Monday night had posted anti-cop messages on his Instagram account. Oh shit! Meanwhile, on Instagram, really can really for this story. Yep. Wow. All right. Instagram is ratchet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you have a guy, yeah, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> of course, Daily Mail, Jason Falanco, 23, went by the username unrestricted underscore maven. The Instagram message read as follows. Maybe there should be a stand your ground law for civilians against abusive and corrupt authorities. Same way they empty a full mag on us, empty a couple on them. According to the message, uh, although the message was published approximately five months ago, signed the message with a reference to Mike Brown. Um, but, uh, yeah, and, you know, people are talking about police and Instagram now. Now, I mean, looking at this guy's picture, it's obvious that he's going to probably do something to somebody. He looks like a bad guy, by which I mean he's brown. Right. And uh, his edge up ain't tight. You know, look at this edge up. No, You know, you got the... Like you must cut your own hair, brother. That's you know, you you can if you start just arresting people based off of the edge up, you probably be you probably get most of the bad guys locked up. Yes, you will. Sir, can I see you? And a lot you, of professional athletes cause a lot of times they don't they go to super cuts. Yeah, can we do a stop and and frisk your hair cut real quick? Mm, no, that's no baby hair not supposed <laughs> to be that thick. Come on. Come on, let's talk to you. Long before he allegedly opened fire on the wild shootout that left a pair of NYPD cops injured, 23-year-old Jason Polanco was already one to promote anti-cop violence. Um, he was arrested on attempted murder charges Tuesday, routinely posted messages with political or social commentary on his Instagram. Um, he signed his message. Okay. Um, security videos show him blasting away at officers with a powerful 44 Magnum as they pursued him Monday following a robbery in the Bronx grocery store. Unrestricted underscore Ma- Ma- Maverick said, how? Maybe they sh- there should be a state. Okay, same thing. He said, hashtag Mike Brown. Hashtag opinion subject to change. So why didn't they lead with that? Right. So now they're going to get people that co-signed the super emperor said facts. <laughs> they're going to be clicking on your page, seeing what the hell you talking about. United States agrees, said, seriously, would help. Good idea. 
queen sheba said yes unrestricted maven said stop police brutality stay your ground um yeah, all them niggas got i know they on the terrorist watch list now you know they are he was 23 he could was you arrested. imagine the names that the, the people cia people get when they be like uh who are we watching on instagram today uh lollipop 69 suck your ass mm-hmm. um right so fine brown sugar we, let's bring her in for questioning <laughs> right she's she's uh she responded to his mike brown tweet with what that dick do though so that ah! clearly she needs to be uh Dr. Frist. yeah we need to get on top of that uh polanco 23 was arrested on attempted murder robbery charges the second man 28 year old joshua kent was charged with robbery names of their attorneys were not immediately available at a news conference new york uh department officials praised five officers for choosing to respond to a robbery report even though their shifts had ended and they were about to head home the two wounded officers andrew dulcie and aliro polarno polarano were hospitalized in stable condition i commend them for their courage chief of department james o'neill said they were going home and they ended up getting into a fierce fight the shooting came after two weeks uh after two uh, two weeks after two other officers were fatally shot in their patrol car in Brooklyn the same day that the city touted record low crime levels. Monday night's violence unfolded as officers were, who are part of an anti-crime unit spotted Kemp outside a Chinese restaurant and Polanco inside of it. When the officers got out of their car and approached Kemp, Polanco shot one round through the window of the restaurant, striking Kemp and one officer. Damn, so he shot his own, uh, his other criminal cohort? He went outside and fired two more shots and wounded the second officer. One officer returned three shots but missed. Polanco ran away and carjacked a white Camaro, and he crashed a few blocks away. Oh. He jumped out, ditched his gun, and fled on foot. Could you imagine the person with the Camaro, especially for some brand? You were like, I just got this goddamn Camaro. Investigators released video early Thursday, uh, Tuesday that prompted several tips from the public that led to Polanco's identification and capture. Police said Kemp was caught after seeking treatment for his wound at a hospital, which contacted police. On December 20th, officers Raphael Ramos and we John Luke. Oh, well, that's the other people that got killed. Ramos Ooh. was buried the 27th of December. Damn. But, uh, yeah. So, um, stopping Frisk would have stopped that? Mm-mm. No. I mean, that's so, Mm-mm. they're so sure. Um, Former NYPD cop tweets a gun selfie to go the Black Brunch pro- NYC protesters. Just doing it wrong, man. You just doing it wrong. Niggas that mad about some fucking brunch, man. He took a, I guess he posted a picture uh, where he was holding a gun, pointing at these his people were camera. peaceful. Yeah, uh, wearing an American flag hat, by the way, with an NRA hat on his bookshelf in the background. Probably a bunch of books he's never read in his life. Um, but, he, but yet, you, you, so you're saying they crazy. Fucker, you look crazy with a goddamn gun. For, for interrupting brunch. Talking about you fucked up my, my French toast. You gonna kill somebody for interrupting brunch. On Sunday, John Cardillo. I didn't realize brunch was this serious. It's that serious. Right. A former New York City police officer posted a selfie on Twitter, him pointing a gun at the camera. The caption read, I'm really enjoying these eggs, Benedict. So move along now. Hashtag brunch, Black Brunch NYC. 
the hashtag was the same one used by several dozen protesters who had stormed into a brunch eateries in new york and california earlier in the day to denounce the police killings of african-americans the new york daily news reports in an interview with the bbc news cardillo argued that the protest protesters purposely picked brunch goers as a target because they wouldn't run into retaliation retaliation why would he need to retaliate against these I found this group to be incredibly cowardly. This was a feel-good measure, and they picked the softest target imaginable. What the fuck are they? They're not looking for a fight. Right. They're not. They're, but you are, though. Right. They didn't go like, hey, let's roll up to the KKK meeting. Like, they're trying to appeal to reasonable people. They're trying to make right. people understand and raise awareness. Cardillo also described how he found it odd that people took issue with his gun selfie and his message, but did not kick up dust, he argues, when two police officers were gunned down in late December. Oh, shut the fuck up. People did, asshole. Um, and he believes that protest, that person that shot him was inspired by the Black Lives Matter protest. These people who are screaming about my photograph, I didn't see any of them shouting about the murder of two cops. Then you weren't looking for it. Right. Cardillo, who was a contributor to, for NRA News, has been making his media rounds and on Monday got into a heated discussion with New York Times columnist Charles Blow on CNN. According to Mediaite, Cardillo referenced the civil rights movement on CNN and said the Sunday protests were not in the same league as those who marched and demonstrated in the 1960s. I think it's ludicrous because these protesters are able to patronize these restaurants. Quite frankly, I think it's demeaning to what I consider heroes of the civil rights movement. You don't consider any of them heroes. Name, name somebody other than Martin Luther King. I ain't that the truth. <sighs> fucking idiots man dang yes there's this some of the same restaurants that back then the people that were protesting wouldn't even have had the goddamn right to walk through the fucking front door what do you mean you know because he was talking about uh the civil rights people said yeah they went to these restaurants and said yeah some of these same restaurants that they were these restaurants were open back then these people protesting you talking about wouldn't they wouldn't have even been able to walk through the door well that's his point that's what he's saying is that's why the old people should get more respect than these new people because back then they wouldn't even been able to sit at the counter so hey that that's really the people that was really protesting we outside come on yeah first, but it's a false dichotomy i don't have yes. to pick either or it's not an no. ultimatum I don't, so what right. okay martin luther king was better congratulations now that doesn't have shit to do with what's happening today. No. How can you use that to undermine what's happening today? 60 Minutes Steve Cross uh, apparently uh, had to come out and apologize for having a mistress. Oh. Mm-hmm. Earlier today, the National Enquirer ran a story alleging that 60 Minutes correspondent Steve Croft has been cheating on his wife, journalist Jenny Conant, with a Manhattan lawyer named Leeson Goins over, for over three years. Now the 69-year-old Croft has confirmed the inquirer scoop was drew from extensive text message conversations between the paramours in a statement to the New York Post. You know what I want to know. What's up? Um, he got caught, you know, doing this or whatever. But um, if, if he's, you know, like, if he's been doing this for three years or whatever and and he got caught by text messages, how did they get the text messages? They have transcripts of text messages, Karen. How did they get the text? Did she give it to him? Somebody got to him. So. And I bet you uh, Inquire was like, you know what? 
we've been telling y'all about this Bill Cosby shit forever. Now when they put shit out, people are like, ooh, they own it. Mm-hmm. Like like that that shit really helped them out. Cause, <laughs> Got a list on now. Right, because they've been talking about this shit for like 20, 20, 30 years. And people was like, oh, you back there with the fucking aliens. Now they put shit. People go, mm. You know what? They, they like the newspaper of the TMZ world. They're like, y'all didn't pay us no attention. Now, you know, now y'all actually coming to us for articles and our shit is coming out true. They better watch out. You got TMZ and that ain't choir. We're going to be like TMZ. Mm-hmm. Um, and she brown too. Yeah, black woman. Look at her. Now scooped him up. He yes. got him some brown sugar on the side. Yeah, because the thing about sixty minutes, everybody to watch it is over sixty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, he probably got some money too. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It. Oh shit. Not yet, but she might have got him. She might be on there. She might yes, be. Yes, C- you know that's what she heard when she seen him. This might be CCD looking for a baller for, for she. Or, yes. Or it might be. Uh, might be our girl eleven eight. Who knows? Yes, they're gonna see some some somebody writing their article up right now. I had an extramarital affair that was a serious lapse of personal judgment and extremely hurtful to my wife and family. And for that, I have nothing but regret, Croft said in a statement to the Post. My wife and I are committed to each other and are working hard to get past this and consider it a private matter. Mm-hmm. First of all, you got caught. Don't try to act like you're fessed up. Don't be playing. You know, you know, you was like, I want some of your brown sugar. sugar. <laughs> I want some of your brown sugar. Mm-hmm. That's um. my jam. But, uh, yeah, you know, the other, like, first of all, don't try to act, oh, we're unified in this. We figured it out. She going to leave your ass. Um, but then the other thing too is three years is not a lapse in judgment. That's a commitment. That's a relationship, nigga. I had a serious relationship. I had a three year lapse in judgment over and over and over in her pillow with brown thighs every day. Mm. Mm-hmm. The bulk of the Inquirer story is not online, but the Post acquired a physical copy of the paper and highlighted a few PG-13 details of Croft and Goins' affair, including that incident where Croft quaffed some champagne he had poured down Goins' backside. Mm. Mm. I see, I said. Popping them bottles. He pouring a, he, he, we motivating the butt. He pouring the, the, the champagne on the crack of the booty. Freaky man. The newsman who boasts to Goins that he was the go-to interviewer for President Obama. Oh, oh, even the good white people got to fuck up sometimes. <laughs> you know, I, uh, the go-to interviewer for President Obama, he's black, so you don't give me that pussy up. Uh, he had some particularly unusual tasting beds, the mag said. One time he was pouring champagne at her behind and drinking the bubbly. <laughs> mm. Getting that aftertaste. <laughs> He must, it's the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was delicious. He was like, mm, yes, yes. All of this, honey, all of it. I taste a little bit of dirt. Uh, taste uh, some taint. Mm. Mm, little, little Cranberries. A little, little bit of cocoa butter. Is this is this shea butter? You you been baby shea butter? Is this shea- you know the way we taste it. Mm, these grapes were in, made in the south of France. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what is this pink oil moisturizer? This, <laughs> this is what I'm tasting here. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's one sexting session oh this old nigga was sexting (laughs) (laughs) croft allegedly cooled the goings miss you and all that goes with it especially my favorite tasting colors pink and brown oh get you some white man another time the 69 year old newsman asked goings 41 what exactly would be your preference the inquirer reported uh you all over and deep inside of me goings responded man i know he was giving us some cake she 41 too right she good and young she could have did better she was like nope I'm CCD working on Bala for she. Right. At one point, the hardworking TV journalist who has a son with Connick, uh, lamented that his long hours on the job, about his long hours on the job, uh, working late, just ordered out, would rather be eating your pudding. <laughs> oh, sir, sir. Yes. Yes. Cause that's what it tastes like to him. Pudding girl, pudding. That I want some of your brown pudding. Pudding. Oh. man he was on that cosy goings who was 41 and married damn oh man her husband oh he caught a bad one allegedly she ended the affair because she felt Croft had become too needy lisa yeah, she was like i'm just here to fucking take your money i ain't trying to have no real relationship lisa never wanted him to leave his wife and she never contemplated leaving her husband right. she told him it was best that it end an active Facebook account registered under her name contains photos of a woman who appears to be her. She was most recently photographed in public at December 2013 champagne reception held in Manhattan for Chef Paul LeBrant. Hey, you think um that's the same champagne he was pouring down the crack of that ass? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I like dessert wines, particularly chocolate. <laughs> no that chocolate fountain <laughs> uh, but, uh yeah he was, uh he was uh he was yeah, like was, let me tell you about this girl maybe <laughs> maybe i shouldn't <laughs> yes that's the port that's the court popping <laughs> yes girl bring that, that ass, bring that ass over here and let me pour down this 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 moscato down the crack of your ass i'm so thirsty this is not the first sex scandal to befall 60 minutes while stationed in iraq in 2008 the married foreign affairs correspondent laura logan began sleeping with cnn correspondent michael ware and a military contractor named joe burkett who ended up divorcing his wife to marry logan the teller logan's love triangle was first published by the national Enquirer as well shit national Enquirer been around for a long time boy Why, they need their own 60 minutes shit. yeah they do sugar baby i guess high off your love don't know how to be some of your brown sugar <laughs> that's about number two <laughs> yes damn Croft was getting it in he was sexing and everything Gone with your old cheating ass. Right. Oh, lascivious motherfucker. Old people fuck till they die, because I'm trying to tell you, everybody listening, ain't that on CBS? Ain't that the old people channel? Yeah, that's CBS, yeah. Andy Rooney was probably hating and shit. You ever wonder why people are trying to get some pussy out here and they won't give you nothing? <laughs> I'm Andy Rooney. Uh... <laughs> right, right, because he complained about everything. <laughs> yeah. You ever wonder why when you try to get a young bitch to suck your dick, she tells you that your balls are gray? You ever see a nice Merlot and you want to pour it on someone's taint and suck it off? Hi, I'm Andy Rooney. 
<laughs> you ever wonder why whenever you get ready to sex your black broad, you, you can't see the buttons on the phone? You ever wonder why? Chocolate pudding and chocolate pussy. What's the difference? Uh, they both taste the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would have been. He wouldn't have been down with it. He would have been like, "Oh, it's just too much work." Forty-one years old is just. I'm no spring chicken. I can't keep up with her. She's just too much. I'm Andy Rooney. Uh, this time he he had to answer the tough questions. Veteran sixty minutes correspondent Steve Crawford had to come clean about the steamy affair. Um, so he said. Uh, what was it was some other detail oh he was getting his kink on with the aid of viagra of course told you karen that's how you get it up he's 69 he's not no fucking business having a hard dick right because when people fail to realize your body is designed to kind of you gonna fuck but you ain't you ain't gonna get it in as frequently so you know you might go from you know every day to every other day to once a week to right. once a month like your body slowly slows down because them old aching bones and arthritis and bursitis and then and, and cataracts and all that shit you can't be doing all that every day you kill yourself who's gonna be the first person that just claims viagra addiction that's what someone should do oh yeah now oh. i think i just invented something like claim viagra addiction mm-hmm. as the reason for the affair as the new sex addiction like i wouldn't have done it if i wasn't addicted to viagra i can't quit it yeah, my dick just saw it all the time. All the time. I can't help it. Um, yeah, does your dick keep getting hard and it won't go down? Huh, I'm Andy Rudy. Probably <laughs> 60 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I've here pop your Viagra pills and it takes longer than they say. <laughs> That's just nah, a shame. That's just a shame. <laughs> I get tired just going to the store. Uh, the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I get tired just rolling over and getting out of bed in the morning. Uh, he said, I'd rather be eating your pudding. Yo, mm, that chocolate pudding. Yeah, he can say what he want to say, but honey, his wife ain't doing whatever she doing. It ain't enough. Convinced Harvard educated Lisa Goins that he was trapped in a sexless marriage with his wife, author and fellow journalist Janet Conant. Conant. Uh, the pair then launched into a three year affair, the details of which would never. I feel bad for her husband because I know this nigga like, with this dude? right he's 69 how bad was i jesus christ right but like oh so that's how you afforded that new car we got this house right can't believe you me enough them duckies yeah um so yeah oh man you all over it deep inside of me she had him he said don't work too hard this week because i'm gonna wear you out afterwards oh that's what she said to him of and course. then he responded to her you got it of course she gonna wear she 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 twenty years his age. No yes. wonder they wasn't looking into Benghazi. Mm-mm. It was like I got to get this chocolate pudding. I am not looking in the shit. Obama did it. I'm out. I'll see right. you guys next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cut to Andy Rooney. <laughs> right. You ever wonder why <laughs> pussy is so good that you gotta right. pour wine down the crack of her ass? I ain't worried about ISIS. Ice is here. Right. I'm worried about ICs. Icy hot, cause I'm old. Uh, right. I'm Andy Rooney. <laughs> I'm Andy Rooney. Right. <laughs> but he, uh, he said, uh, man, he was pouring the champagne down the ass. Um, he spotted her in 2011 at a bar in a St. Regis hotel and signed it over to chat. Steve quickly told Lisa, I have to see you again. A source told the magazine. Apparently the line worked. A few weeks later, he arranged to meet her at a hotel for cocktails. 
I'm sure he gave her some cocktail. If you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think you guys know exactly what what I'm trying to get at here. Um, mm-hmm. where's my where's my uh? There we go. Oh, it didn't work. There, there you go. go. Um, <laughs> he's like, I got some cock for your brown tail. <laughs> if you know what I mean, honey. After the drinks, he handed her a room key and told her it was the only way. He could be alone with her. There was a lot of kissing and touching, but he couldn't spend the night because he had to get back to his wife, who was 55, whom Croft married in 1991. Croft and Goins, who was also married, consummated the affair a week after he first passed her the hotel key. So they just made out in the hotel. This nigga paid $700 a night at the Four Seasons Hotel. So he paid $700 to make out. Mm-hmm. Nigga, for what? Yep. Oh wow! Yeah, but that was, it, what kind of money is that to, for for them? That's probably for him. That's probably a hundred dollar room. Seven hundred dollars, you probably get a fucking high class escort. You know what yeah. I'm saying? This but see, was, that's not what he wanted, and that, right. it, it, that's, that's the thing. She was like, "Hey, I don't mind, you know, fucking you, getting up every now and then." But like she said, she was like, "Nigga, you too needy. Like you, yeah. like like you really want me, want me, and I don't want you like that." Yeah, that you know. um yeah um he was probably just like i'm ready to leave my wife for this shit right and she you, you know what and this shit right here sound like this is the beginning of what's that show we watch where people the, the person end up killing somebody snap snap yeah yeah like i actually you know the uh national Enquirer actually has uh audio of him talking to his wife oh. You know what I do when you still want to see me? Yeah. Oh, Richie. You know, I have to admit, when we first met, I was intimidated by you. You were? And when we made love, I held back. You did? Who would now? Now that I've opened up and I've told you the truth about myself, I just want to be completely free to do any and everything you want me to. Oh, God. I'll see you tomorrow? Yes. Lennox and 110. Yes. <laughs> I'll be there. You bet. Can't believe they got this for this audio. Richie. I think I'm falling in love with you. Damn, he was crying. You could hear it. Yeah, give me Holly Court, uh, five five three seven seven. Hello, it's Daddy. Hey, darling, put Mommy on the phone. Yeah, Barbara, it's Richie. Yeah, look it, I ain't never coming home no more. Take it easy. (laughs) Yeah. I ain't never coming home. Damn, man. I I think that's how he got caught. You know, they must have got the audio. Right. 
um <clears throat> it says uh he booked the room for two nights the first night they had oral sex the second night they went the whole way okay now this is the source is her how can anybody know that right <laughs> the affair went on in new york and then washington dc where croft invited a lawyer to meet him when he was there on business at some point she was forced to set a new ground rule honestly you'd have to buy my ticket this time she wrote him not a problem he said come and let me devour you all right so hold that thought and get me a ticket still croft who was worth a reported 16 million dollars might have been long on passion but short on cash uh said a source who called him a cheapskate well you were the side woman i mean come on now Mm -hmm. Of all the times she traveled to meet him in D.C., Steve only paid once. And as the affair continued, the affairs went from luxury to kind of low end. The whole thing soured because she got to the point where it was only about Steve. Lisa never wanted to leave him to leave his wife, and she never contemplated leaving her husband. And she told him it was best at it end. But even after their breakup, the two continued to meet up for drinks, including last month where they hooked up at the Essex South, South Bar Gate, South Gate Bar and Restaurant just a few blocks from his upper west side home they looked like lovers a witness said it was electric they chatted like old friends over a couple of cocktails and gazed into each other's eyes they were completely smitten the two left hopped into a cab and but not without inquiring spies seeing them making out in the back of the taxi croft is no stranger to the subject of adultery he snagged the infamous stand by your man interview with the Clintons in 1992 Ah, his problem, Croft said in the opening segment of that interview, long rumored allegations of marital infidelity finally surfaced in the supermarket tabloid. Ooh, the irony. 16 years later, Croft got the first post-election interview with Obama and his wife, Michelle. Pundits have criticized Croft for, uh, some perceived as soft, well, some perceived as softball questions to Obama. In his response to the report, Croft insisted his dalliance did not reflect on his job. Uh, this is not a personal failure. Not this is a professional failure. This is a personal failure, not a professional one. And had no impact whatsoever on my job as a journalist. Through a spokeswoman, Croft denied making any go-to guy statement about the Obamas, about Obama to Goins or anyone else. Croft, a five-time Peabody Award winner, has been with 60 Minutes for 26 years and with the network for 30, 31 years. Damn, Andy Rooney didn't get no pussy. Mm-mm. Oh man. But, have you uh, ever been jealous of your friend because he gets all the pussy i'm Andy rooney it ain't no fun if your homies can't have none right um and i didn't get any i'm Andy rooney right <laughs> and i had none um what else do we have to cover here um oh gay advocates a sell new tv show my husband's not gay that's the name of the show yeah preston pret dahlgren very has, creative very creative has led what might seem to be a picture-perfect Mormon life. He met his high school sweetheart in Sunday school as a teenager, completed his mission, and married her. He is active in the church and proud father of two young daughters. He is also attracted to men. His story is the subject of a new TV show called My Husband's Not Gay, which gay rights advocacy groups are calling irresponsible and dangerous. They want the TLC cable network to pull the plug on the program before it airs Sunday. Dahlgren and another Mormon man from Utah featured in the show say they're happy in their marriages and they hope the program show shows give stories like there's a foothold in the conversation about sexuality. Dahlgren said he's known he was attracted to men since he was age 12, but he also wanted the kind of family he grew up in, a father, a mother, and children. There's lots of stories out there, and this, this just isn't one of them, Preston Dahlgren, 32, said in the interview. 
the gay the gay rights group glad however they're never glad they really sh- i guess mothers against drunk driving got to it first but they really should be mad right or sad no they just mad they don't really be sad they be mad they be getting niggas up out of here yes they do uh they say the show sends the wrong message as a sad reminder that so-called gay conversion therapy often face faith-based efforts designed to change sexual orientation that can be emotionally scarring new jersey and california in 2013 banned therapists from practicing gay conversion therapy on children and teenagers the american medical association and the american Psycholo- psychological association do not support the therapy no one can change who they love more importantly no one should have to glad president sarah k ellis said in a statement by investing in this dangerous program and tlc is putting countless young lgbt people in harm's way the organization pointed to a change.org petition against tlc to cancel the show that so far has gathered more than eighty thousand signatures responding to glad the network says it will tell compelling stories about different ways of life and the four men on the hour-long show speak only for themselves jeff binion 44 met his wife tanya more than 13 years ago after he had dated men he told her he was attracted to men after they'd been dating for about a year and a half i was devastated because i didn't know what that meant for me said tanya binion 42 she worried that he cheated on her with a friend but said the couple's strong connection helped her work through her questions that and her insecurity she was just like i i ain't it's too late to start over megan she's like half a man is better than none megan dahlgren says her marriage remains strong including the physical aspects of their relationship we do have a happy healthy sex life she said um Dahlgren and Benny and both said their upbringing in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was a big part of why they wanted to remain in a husband and wife relationship. I wanted, I would say it was part of my decision early on, especially a big influencer of that. Dahlgren said, it certainly helped guide me towards where I'm at today, no doubt about it. Church spokesman Eric Hawkins said in a statement Tuesday that marriage is deeply personal. While the church does not promote marriage as a treatment method or same-sex attraction, couples who are trying to be lovingly supportive of each other while being true to their religious convictions deserve our support and respect, Hawkins said. Jeff Bannion said he would be horrified if a parent told a gay child that they should be more like one of the men on the show. That's not anything that I would support or agree with. Wait, but Jeff Bannion... Okay, am I getting people confused? Hold on. Who's Jeff Benny? Isn't he one of the people on the show? Or? Probably one of the GLAD representatives. Uh, maybe that's what I'm... Now I got to go back and find his name again because I want to be sure about this. Um, no, uh, Benny is on the show. 44, he met his wife Tanya more than 13 years ago after he dated men. Oh, okay. So he's saying he would be horrified if a parent told a gay child they should be more like one of the men on the show. That's not anything I would support or agree with. But he said that he's happy with his wife and their six-year-old son. I can't believe how lucky I am, he said. My husband's not gay. is not the only show about people from Utah and unusual marriages. TLC also airs the show Sister Wives and My Five Wives about polygamous unions. Um, So I posted this link on Facebook. And uh, Miss Christabel was, uh, she commented on it. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, man, uh I don't see it the way that that she sees it. I I personally think I'm I don't think the show needs to necessarily be taken off the air, but mm-hmm. you know, I just don't believe in that as a in general like these issues exist, you know, educate your your kids. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Don't just don't just look for a cop out and be like this TV show is teaching them the wrong thing like th- negative images and 
things you don't agree with are going to exist in the world yes it the is. answer is not always to get those off of tv because a lot of times it riles up the quote-unquote other side and then you end up with people supporting it and giving money to shit that really shouldn't even be looked at that way Mm-mm. but um you know she she was like uh let me I'll, actually let me just read it word for word rather than she said now that glass shared their position of the show they should focus their efforts on funneling money into positive tv programs to counter this one let the show ride out and let the public decide who knows maybe the men will present like delivered man and poor honey is fooling no one glad mentioned the effect on young lgbt is true but i have to admit i was initially confused with the big gay marriage push a few years back not because i was opposed to gay marriage but because i was afraid that issues with lgbt youth especially youth of color especially black boys in the national dialogue will get drowned out by people demanding marriage rights and we know americans can't focus on too many things at once but don't know why i feel some sort of way that now that gay marriage is becoming the norm it's like oh yeah what about the kids especially when for about a decade it has been it's been known that young black boys in america contract hiv at hugely disproportionate at a hugely disproportionate rate disproportionate rate than any other group and it feels like no one cares plus glad wants this show off the air let's say this ha- that happens you know neocons are petty they'll pull all their efforts to, in taking down logo and life without rupaul's drag race's purposeless life i'm just saying um all i'm saying to that is one um it's not that's a false ultimatum because the same people that that did that quote-unquote push for gay marriage which is not necessarily a just a, a matter of fact at this point there's still states that don't have it they're still being overturned constantly florida just overturned it and and, and brought it back this weekend so that fight's not over but at the same time that was happening it gets better campaign was happening mm-hmm. um and, and you know anytime people talk about gay people there's intersectionality there there's black gay people you know yes, and there is you know it doesn't mean and, and especially when you talk about hiv rates like we are you trying to say that if a black kid is gay they're gonna get hiv more than like that's just hiv period whether you're straight or gay hiv is going to be an issue if you fall in certain demographics i don't think that that's necessarily just a gay issue to be tackled there you know what i mean like you can be straight and still catch contract hiv and aids so i don't think that uh it should even be framed that way you know i just think it's like a it's like a false rivalry like it doesn't have to be a rivalry it could just be uh you know like if anything i told her because i said i agree with one of the things you said and the rest is kind of bullshit uh, and everybody was like which one which one thing and i was like you know basically trying to take something off the air is kind of a hopeless fight to me right and the market will dictate it people just want right. to watch it and it will go away yeah they either they either watch it or they don't right. you know like you can't erase everything you disagree with you know um not to mention this does represent a reality for a lot of people so some people might be interested in seeing what what it is but Mm -hmm. if you're looking at reality tv to be the example to your children Mm -hmm. then it's already that's a lost cause yeah you already lost the fight you know y'all know how we feel about this so but but yeah i don't you know i just don't think it's that you know that big a deal Mm -hmm. that this show just don't like your kid just don't let your kids watch it i don't 
you know what i mean and and then as far as and then for people to be like well what about all the lgbt kids whose parents will put this shit on and try to make them feel bad those parents are already making them feel bad about a bunch of shit it ain't even they weren't waiting on this tv show and they that did it with or without this tv show right so all right let's get into um let's get into our segments um i guess first we'll start with the cosby show Mm -hmm. um let's do uh theme song uh wait hold on that's not normally what i say is this right um maybe i'll just say this oh there we go that's how we get the most here's one Uh, maybe I'll find a better one. Hold on. What about this? You sure this is the Cosmic Show? They have it. Theme from Bill Cosby. <laughs> it sounds like the theme from like the Pink Panther or some shit. Oh no, that video game. Maybe it's gonna switch up. Nope, it doesn't switch up. Yeah, that might have been the right. show he was on or something. What about this? Oh no, not that version. Oh, that's the slow version we just played, right? Anyway, Bill Cosby Show. Fuck it. I don't even feel like playing it. All right. (laughs) Give me me a number one through ten. One through ten, y'all. One. Number one. Bill Cosby returns the stage for the first time since November. Uh, Kitchener, Ontario. A scandal play. Bill Cosby returns to the stage Wednesday night for the first time since November to a mixed reception. With some fans remaining loyal, but others selling their tickets or vowing to heckle the comedian. The three performances in Canada's Ontario Providence, I mean province, follow sexual assault allegations by more than 15 women and come after Cosby saw at least 10 performances get canceled in his North American tour. At the center of the square venue in Kitchener, about a dozen protesters came out in the sub-zero temperatures, a few carrying signs saying rape is no joke. But some fans defended Cosby as they arrived for the show. Oh, God. Sub-zero temperatures. Them are some dedicated protesters. Look, if you go see Bill Cosby at this point, you need to walk in that bitch like it's the porn store. You better. Put your hoodie up and your head down low and shamed. Uh, at, the, at the center. <laughs> uh, and pull around back. All right, you need to park around back. I'm skeptical of all the al- ac- accusations, said Gerald Rennick. I always love Kazi, good family humor. Why are 20 women coming out now when it's 20, 30 years ago? Why is everybody protesting for Mike Brown now as opposed to Rodney King? Oh, okay. Shut up. I brought, I bought the tickets four or five months ago before the allegations. He added, I was going to take my wife, but figured it would be rowdy. So I took my buddy. <laughs> they act like he's going to do some rape jokes. <laughs> what is he gonna rape in front of y'all what's happening right. here i didn't see the rapes cosby 77 is also scheduled to appear at the budweiser gardens in london on thursday and at hamilton Pal- uh, place theater in hamilton on friday the comedian who starred as dr cliff huxtall on the cosby show in 1984 to 1992 earned a reputation as america's dad 
has he's never been charged in connection with any sexual assault allegation in 2005 a lawsuit by a pennsylvania woman was settled before it went to trial he is being sued by a woman who claims he molested her in 1974 and by three other women who alleged they were defamed by the comedian when his, his representatives denied some of the allegations most of the women say he drugged them before he assaulted them uh, hours before he was scheduled to take the stage attorney gloria Alridge said three more women are accusing the comedian of drugging and sexually assaulting them in las vegas or los angeles between 1981 and 1996 Alridge said at a news conference in los angeles that the accusations are too old for criminal charges or lawsuit cosby's career unraveled after his accusers came forward with a tv project halted and at least 10 stand-up comedy tour performances canceled or indefinitely postponed the show in Kitchener will be his first since November 21st in Melbourne, Florida, where Kazi was greeted by a adoring audience that laughed so hard they slapped their knees, shouted love at the stage, and rose to their feet and he, as he came and went. Man, people don't love Kazi. They hate women. Right. Protesters didn't show, and there were no hecklers. Protests are planned in Canada, however. Megan Walker, executive director of the London Abused Women's Center, said there will be demonstrations uh, outside the London venue and was told some ticket holders couldn't get a refund, so they'll heckle Cosby instead. You know what's funny, too, is you got to hate a motherfucker to go out there in zero degrees. That's what I was, That's some dedication. Like, my black ass would have been like, I don't like them, but I'll tweet it. I'll just tweet right. it out. And the only reason why my black ass is going anywhere tomorrow, because it's going it to be like 11, 12 degrees, is because I got to go to fucking work. If mm-hmm. it for that, I wouldn't be going nowhere. Mm-hmm uh so um uh anyway um there was another dude who said he put six tickets online uh, after he and his family decided he couldn't go in light of allegations he said six tickets cost six hundred dollars and they went for just two hundred and twenty dollars he said they tried to get a refund but they couldn't uh he said we grew up watching the Kazi show as an illustration of civil rights it feels like no one is treating these women seriously. Illustration of civil rights. Right. That's the other thing. Bill Cosby could not be anything further from a civil rights leader. The furthest Can you from stop? It. Can y'all stop? The nigga made an entertaining show. That didn't make him fucking Martin Luther King. Right. Can y'all please stop this? Jesus. Nigga told y'all put y'all pants up and said y'all mama ain't shit. Y'all can't wait to co-sign them. It kind of goes against what we connected to the Kazi show as being representative of civil rights. It turns us off. You sound a little bit racist saying that. That shit wasn't about no civil rights. Right. Um, anyway, like, I don't even think they ever had an episode about race. You know what I mean? Uh, one more, guys. One more, guys. Let's see. Six. Number six. Uh, Patton Oswalt said Kazi probably raped hundreds of women um among everyone in the comedy community Patton Oswalt has been one of the most vocal critics of Bill Kazi at least since Hannibal Burst inadvertently helped bring the decades old rape allegations against comedian to the national spotlight by the way can you niggas stop hating on Hannibal Burst cause he ain't said a word since the shit happened right but y'all swear he was on some type of conspiracy to bring this dude down and it was some shit he'd been practicing for months right if he was out here to bring bill Cosby down i'm sure he'd be using this attention to get his own personal spotlight to help himself out correct he he could not be the he man he walked away from this so fast like man i just want to do my comedy this shit wasn't even supposed to be about him right uh but yeah Patton Oswalt said on twitter if l and o svu does uh cosby inspired episode they need to replace 
gong gong sound with Kazi doing zibbity blee blab oh that gong gong that thing bill Kazi uh don't work blue goes and rapes a bunch of women red fox cunt fuck pussy lips proceed to not rape anyone um what else uh happy thanksgiving bill Cosby's head on thanksgiving uh but during the conversation with p holmes on the you made it weird podcast oswald really let loose on cosby and which is again the 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 bill cosby thing is so fucking awful and what's even awful more worse i think for comedians is a lot of us have known that for a long fucking time we've it's it's a it was a very badly kept secret in the comedian world and a lot of us that would talk about it i mean bobcat goldthwaite would mention it all the time really people just go oh it's bullshit i don't believe it you know it it took that long And, and what really drives me fucking crazy about it is the idea that these women just imagine and, and he would he would do this he did the shit he did to these women when they were young and they're on this upswing when oh wow my I'm gonna help my life is starting my career starting yeah. oh I'm gonna meet Bill Cosby and this awful thing happens they can never talk about it Mm-mm. so he's just shot the ground out from under them not just in that one incident but for decades of their lives when they're supposed to be enjoying the time when they're in their physical prime and their mental prime like enjoying life a some guy takes that away from them. He doesn't lose a second of sleep over it, does it? And by the way, the, uh, how many p- women have come forward at this point? Like thirteen? I thought it was up to fourteen. Yeah. Okay, well, that, that, that means that there's hundreds. That means you that there's fucking so? hundreds. I'm, if you see you one cockroach, there's a thousand in your house. Right. So, and they had to sit there for decades while this guy did this over and over again. Didn't lose any sleep. Was was beloved. Yeah. And, and even now. You know, everything is being – this is the same problem I went through with George Bush, which was everything is being taken away from him. But at the worst, he lives in comfy seclusion for the last years of his life. He lives right. in absolute um, – uh, lux- he lives in luxurious exile. He has heated for, leather floors. Heated wow. leather floors for the rest wow. of his life. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was that thing where, like when, when, when George Bush finally left office, I was like, guys – you're not going to get your Nixon ending here. He's going to, he's he has burned the country to the ground, and he's going to go off and he's on a horse right now and play Minecraft <laughs> and paint and and never and and have ten hours sleep a night and right and just and die a healthy old man. Yeah, you know, like and that and and that is that is one of the horrors of of life. It is, you know, it, you know, is it, Lenny Reifenstahl is 103 years old. Uh, scuba diving with her young boy toy guy, and you know, right. basically di- made movies for Hitler. Right. You know, and then and and fucking um, John Ritter drops dead when he's fifty one, and it's like apparently the nicest guy that ever lived. Right. And and you've got to, and the universe makes you swallow that shit sometimes. Right. Wow, this is a fucking awful pot. This this no. is gonna be <laughs> grim. This isn't comedy, bang bang. There are people. <laughs> there are people. Look, if you're th- if if you're about to drive your car into an abutment, I'm I'm sorry. I'm responsible. So yeah, man. You know. It wouldn't surprise me if if that number, like I said, all these people coming out. This is uh, probably a tip of the iceberg of the amount of people. This not including the people that's never going to say anything. And like I said before, the people that's died and you just never know their stories. All right. Um, and then I know people want us to cover this one, so I'll just do it um, without doing the number. Felicia Rashad came out and defended uh, Bill Cosby today. 
and you know that hurt black twitter right in the heart because you know we all got it for for felicia yeah but like i said she from her perspective she's like she ain't never do it to me Mm -hmm. cosby show matriarch speaks out for the first time about the scandal surrounding her former on-screen husband cosby show star felicia richard who played bill cosby's wife claire huxtable on the sitcom has broken her silence about the sexual assault scandal involving the embattled comedian. No, she didn't have to. She just opted to because they like said they kicked Rudy off the show because she was like, I'm not calling that nigga. Forget these women, Rashad told Showbiz 411's Roger Freeman. Wow. In a story published online Tuesday night. feels, by the way, the story reads like a fucking press release. Like, like they interviewed her and just took what they wanted to, to the, use to defend him right when who knows how that conversation really went right um you know like in this one it says i ran into tony winter felicia rashad today at paramount super elegant lunch for the movie selma at the metropolitan club rashad co-starred with bill cosby 12 years as his wife first on the cosby show and then on his sequel cosby featuring madeline Kahn. She will always be Claire Huxtable, wife of Dr. Cliff and mother of the Huxtable family. No one knows Cosby better than the soft-spoken, smart, articulate Rashad, for whom I have a lot of respect. So far, she has not said a word about the scandal that has engulfed Cosby and is systematically destroying his 50-year career and reputation so far. Now, as the extraordinary Selma lunch, at the uh, which featured brilliant performance by Common and John Legend of the theme song Glory, Rashad and I had to talk about Cosby. No less than Harry Belafonte and Ruby Santiago Hudson were hovering above us as we chatted. Let's make something clear. Rashad, who is one of the greatest stage actresses, has kept quiet, didn't seek me out, and even said, I don't want to become part of the public debate. But knowing this, she did say to me, I love him, about Bill Cosby. She stands defiantly behind him. She told me that in the years she's known him, she has never seen the behavior alleged by the women who say they were drugged and raped or sexually harassed. Right. Because he know if... if he ever did and she came out it would be problems and issues and he liked younger women younger dumb women well i mean not even that it's not even about that shit to me it's just so obvious i didn't i wasn't there when oj killed those people but i wouldn't let them in my house nope you know like people show you what they want to see what they want you to see people act like as if this guy like if someone was a rapist they gotta be raping 24 7 in your face they can't help themselves you know you're gonna be talking to bill and he's gonna jump out the bushes and then knock some woman upside her head drag off and rape her while you're having a conversation that's not how the fucking shit works Mm-mm. even if he's just a philanderer felicia rashad didn't see that shit either nope so did he did you also see him getting hotel rooms with young actresses because you knew he was doing that no because that he didn't want you to see that because it's not your fucking business that's what the fuck happens um she said, what you're seeing is the destruction of a legacy, and I think it's orchestrated. I don't know why or who's doing it, but it's the legacy, and it's a legacy that is so important to the culture. She dismisses claims, both Beverly Johnson and Janice Dickinson. Oh, please, she said when their names came up. She also is quick to defend Camille Cosby. That is, this is a tough woman, a smart woman. She's no pushover. There is no question Rashad said that Camille Cosby has not been complicit or looked the other way as her husband terrorized women for the last 50 years. She said, so, but which is it then? So then he did, he was doing stuff or he wasn't? She said, someone is determined to keep Bill Cosby off TV. Oh yes, that agenda. Cause we all know how dangerous and edgy his fucking material is on TV. Right. The white man does not need us to see that again. Woo. Mm. 
i was shocked the show lasted so many seasons because white people were furious every day Ooh, the anger and protesting um alluding so she said alluding to the people other than the women and it's worked all his contracts have been canceled we talked more about the legacy of the Cosby show the show represented america to the outside world this is american family and now you're seeing it be destroyed why because he's a serial rapist she said Kazi himself is probably too proud to raise a defense. <laughs> okay. I counted that his silence reminded me of Jerry Lewis reacted when after 50 years, the muscular, oh, he didn't spell win right. Mm. The muscular dystrophy association <laughs> treated him like dirt. He refused to fight back. To quote a popular song from the seventies, if you don't know me by now, you will never know me. So what do, so what, what to do about Kazi accused? Rashad feels strongly that some other forces at play for some reason causes great stars and education as well as show business are being ruined so that new generations will only remember him by this scandal and what about a defense from the man himself if he spoke now what do you think the media would do with it rashad asked and let's face it she's right about that so um yep um then uh yeah so you know that's by felicia you know it was nice knowing you but uh it's it's just crazy man and you know what i think happened honestly the motherfucking royalty checks stopped coming in dog she was like this shit got to stop y'all are out of control y'all fucking with my money now i missed the motherfucking payment my direct deposit wasn't acting right y'all niggas up here talking about some rape if he as long as he touring and putting shit out there and and still you know people remember the cosmic show and people still doing it on netflix and hulu wherever it is and buying the yeah. dvd sets i make money but when y'all don't that affects me too y'all better get y'all damn minds right mama ain't missing no no meals for y'all i think that's all it came out to all right let's uh should we should we do ball alert today um since we uh already talked about that stephen croft dude or what you think i think we should People be mad if we didn't all right to the numbers guys got six stories yeah you might have some having problems oh something going on you got kicked out Mm -hmm. all right i will ask uh all right so y'all pay attention to the numbers um karen will be back into the chat shortly yeah i'm working on it um number one key advice for the ballerific woman posted by a girl 11.8 kylie jenner on plastic surgery rumors I grew up, my face is going to be something. I forget what that was. I don't know the whole title. But something about her face. That's number two. 
Kylie Jenner's face. Number three, ballerific relationships. Do I really want to date a baller by Queen, Queen Ivania? Mm. That's number three. Number four, Miami Condo wants to kick Birdman out. <laughs> number five, how to become a rapper in 2015 by at Nick, Nick So Fly. And number six, the sugar is in the money, not the honey. <laughs> All right, guys, one through six. Let's uh, get a tally going here. Um, all right so four one four five one uh four six dough stack goes with one shiner goes with one four bourbon huh, man it's tied up it is tied one and four are tied shauna says four um well, kind of fine says one damn <laughs> going back and forth on that one ain't they six um all right um i guess between the fours and between four and one so i'll let karen decide karen uh key advice for a ballerific woman or birdman wants to kick i mean miami condo wants to kick birdman out uh listen to one all right key advice for a, a the ballerific woman uh as decided by karen everybody um this is posted by 11 8 um here at baller alert it's not all about snagging a baller but also finding ways to be ballerific yourself it seems that there are a lot more women in power positions these days with the growing number of women in business i figured it would only be right to offer a little guidance and support to women who are thinking about starting their own business or becoming executives themselves an executive themselves understand that balance i'm sorry understand that because you're a woman you'll have to work 10 times harder accept it as a woman in nearly any industry you'll have to understand the fact that the business world is full of double standards no matter how hard you work be ready to work even harder once you have come to accept this fact the trials will seem less crucial and easier to overcome nearly every industry you're interested in, uh will be ran by men so be prepared for the competition Keep the whole shit to a minimum. Oh shit. <laughs> Men will test your intentions from the beginning. They'll try to sleep with you and attempt to break your, uh, you under pressure. Don't let either of these happen. The minute you open your legs to a man, any chance you had of working with him have gone down the drain. Granted, you have the right to be sexually attracted to whoever you please. Just use discretion when sleeping with someone in the workplace. You'll never be taken seriously. Your image is everything. Don't get caught up in BS and negative labels embrace other business women it's a small club so we've got to stick together men on the outside expect us to be catty towards one another so we have to prove them wrong do you wonder why Nicki minaj and lil kim beef receive so much attention because it's expected of us to act that way join together and embrace one another strength in numbers i don't know how influential the business ladies Nicki minaj and lil kim can be mm-hmm. stop being so emotional oh shit men in the business world already expect women to be emotional and cry when they don't get their way don't give men the satisfaction of seeing you sweat a boss doesn't cry and neither should you mm, that's what olivia pope used yeah, to say, say some, some skinny advice ain't it realize that this is a tough game and that there will be ups and downs don't give up rip your heart off your sleeve tuck it away and handle your business next dare to be different you're already different from most you have a vagina don't <laughs> 
don't be afraid to be a little creative some may not understand and may even be against it at first but your ability to think outside of the box will prove to be an asset soon enough don't be afraid to voice ideas even if they get shot down every now and again build strong long-lasting relationships as a woman i've noticed that this is one thing that is easier for us than most men men in the industry tend to be comfortable with talking to women therefore they free themselves to build business relationships with them Take advantage of this. Make a lasting impression on everyone you meet and follow up with them. Remember, it's not always about what you know, but who you know. You never know who you'll need someday. Be organized. Be consistent. Be ready. Because you're a woman, you're the enemy. Women want to be you. Men want you to fall from grace. It's a dog-eat-dog world, but that doesn't mean you have to become anyone's lunch. Cross your T's and dot your I's. Be organized. Be consistent and always be ready for whatever is thrown at you. You'll be surprised how quickly you can earn respect lastly never settle it's very easy for us to become complacent which with where we are remember there are footprints on the moon if a man can do it you can do it too and probably faster because you don't have the weight of a dick holding you down oh lord don't be happy as a vp when you could be president and it hasn't been done yet if it hasn't been done yet you can always be the first so here's the comments nico rose says yes a simple bijou says very good read black butterfly says love this ccd is working on a baller for she says stop being so emotional appears after each word does a praise dance nothing says nothing says my teeth on edge more than a woman being emotional in a professional atmosphere take your ass down to the bathroom at the restaurant around the corner and have a good cry take your ass to yoga and yogi it out take kickboxing and imagine ah! every kick you deliver is to the asshole in your way never let them take you out of your professional self for the love of all you deem holy stop crying cussing rolling your eyes and neck sucking your teeth and a whole lot of other unacceptable ish in the workplace then sit around wondering why they can't progress while calling the black women succeeding in the game all kinds of bougie and whitewashed bitch uh bitches i may be a bitch but i make more than you and i progress past you and your double degrees take note of how and why mm fire lovely he says good advice i like that busy signal aka spicy says i love it on point just be yourself and the world must adjust to you so that's it for today man all right time to play our games karen let's do it i think we've already been fucked with enough yes sir now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time but it boom that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcast land we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today the chat room to guess the race and the chat room is racist they are racist as fuck y'all you know how they do um 
Let's go to this story. A hurry up. Just take your time, New York Post. Don't brag and boast. You the mother of my lover and I love the most. The brat, the bratty thirty-year-old of a million Manhattan, a millionaire Manhattan hedge fund um, founder, was charged Monday with murdering his dad after the old man cut his allowance by a measly two hundred dollars. shot tamir rice they described him as a, a man this is a a, a bratty 30 year old a brat you're a fucking adult man you're not and your parents you're not a kid you you're a murderer Th- thomas gilbert jr faces multiple charges including mur- a goddamn job they get a fucking job Thomas Gilbert Jr. faces multiple charges, including murder and criminal possession of a weapon, after he allegedly fired a single shot at his father's head Sunday night. The son, who was just found out, who had just found out he was getting a $200 cut in his monthly allowance, asked his mother to go get him a sandwich so she'd be out of the family's Tony Beekman uh, place apartment, um, just before he pulled the trigger and executed his dad. Mother, I need a brie sandwich. Chop chop. He was cutting his uh, he was cutting his allowance. He'd been given twenty four hundred dollars a month for rent, six hundred dollars for spending money. Bitch, what? And he was cutting that to four hundred dollars a month for spending money. They had argued about it before. Gilbert Jr. shot his father around five thirty p.m. Sunday in the family's posh pad at two. I mean, at 20 Beekman Place with a high-powered 40 caliber Glock semi-automatic pistol that he owned. Probably bought it with his daddy's money. Right. Sources say they found the box the gun came in after Gilbert Jr. surrendered at his apartment around 11 p.m. Sunday. Police also found two magazine clips and loose rounds scattered around his Chelsea pad because why cover it up? It's still unclear whether he brought the gun legally. Gilbert arrived at the apartment carrying the gun and once inside asked his mother to leave. He asked her to get him a sandwich so he so she wouldn't be there. Gilbert Jr. fled after the shooting and was nabbed hours later at his apartment because he's not a fucking criminal. He's stupid. He went right to the place to get caught. Right. I'm on the run. They'll never catch me at the apartment my father pays for. Cops, Right. Uh, after the shooting, he was nabbed at his apartment. Cops were alerted to the killing when the victim's wife, Shelly, returned and discovered the body and called 911. My husband's been shot by my son she said right because she's like y'all the only two in here yeah you know he was like this will be the perfect suicide no one will ever figure it out uh, and he's probably told him i'll kill you right uh he gave himself up at the apartment around 11 p.m after cops pinged his cell phone to track him down because he didn't turn that off even he at first <laughs> his gps on he at first refused to come out when they banged on the door eventually he surrendered the handsome gilbert jr a graduate of the Buckley School of the Upper East Side, Deerfield Academy in Western Massachusetts and Princeton, was a fixture in Manhattan's Black Tie Society cir- uh, circuit and was often photographed with a beautiful woman on his arm. Mm-hmm. They paid for with his father's money. Guess the race, guys. One suffering from severe affluenza. Whiter than the meat they that would have left on my ass had I tried that with my mom. Future Viagra oh, user. Huh? No, it's laughing at what they said. Uh, future Viagra user and brown pudding chaser white. One who can smell blacks when they enter the room. 
That's Lex. That $200 allowance reduction was going to negatively impact his cheese habit. Oh. Black families don't have allowance. One who calls their parents by their first name white. Van Wilder, after his 1,000 credits, uh, called his mother by her name when he ordered her out and got food for him white. Uh, oh, when he ordered out to get food for him. One whose body looks like melted brie and spoiled eggnog when he takes his clothes off. Oh. A black dude is ordering mama around to get sandwiches. First of all, as a black mama, she going to make your sandwich in the kitchen. American sac- psycho who ordered extra mayo with his sandwiches white. The correct answer is white. white. Everyone got yeah, that. Your mama, your mama gonna look at you like, um, we got plenty of roast beef and cheese and, and tomatoes right here. What, what, what's up? What's I'm going to spend this money for? Yeah, you know, black parents be like, I allow you to stay here and shit like that. You can't. <laughs> Right. You definitely can't pull this out on nobody. But like, you want a sandwich? Take your ass and get your own sandwich. You know that dude goes, Daddy, Father, how dare you cut my spending money? I will not stand for this, Father. How will I pay for champagne to pour down my black mistress's butt crack? <laughs> now I have to go to Merlot. Mm. I will not step beneath me. <laughs> I shan't stand this, father. Mm-mm. Mommy, go get me a sandwich. I only like high-quality champagne for my horse. I want Cambodian breast milk, brie cheese. Now go get it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Indiana man who Googled ways to cause a miscarriage oh. was jailed after his pregnant girlfriend says he spiked her drink. A shocking story tonight of what a Madison County man admits to doing to his girlfriend and her unborn child. 25-year-old Jared Reebok of Elwood is spending his Christmas in jail after admitting to trying to poison her. This morning, the Madison County Sheriff's Department responded to the 9900 block of West Main Street in Fishersburg after the girlfriend became suspicious and called police. She told them she smelled something strange in a drink Reebok had made for her and then searched the Internet history on his phone. She says it included searches for ways to cause a miscarriage. Police say Reebok confessed to everything and is charged with attempted feticide. Damn. This nigga damn feticidist. The feticidist killer. Sounds like we have a miscarriage of justice. Uh, let's check the chat room and see what they believe the race is. The only thing black men fear more than the police is fatherhood, says Black Rob. Oh, well, oh, damn. you racist ass nigga. Oh, that hurt. White as a skeet, he accidentally shot at his wife, says Markham. White, oh. a black man would just leave her to raise the baby alone, says Shana. Oh, uh, Shana. Um, Peter from the Cosby show following his mentor, mentor. Wasn't smart enough to use those Kylie level drugs white. Black, not smart enough to clear the browsing history. Indian, blickety black. White man who didn't have to go on plan B, push it to the ground. <laughs> Spade, says Dr. Doe Stacks. Well, a lot of you guys uh, guessed black. And you know what? You guys are all wrong.
The correct answer was white. White. This is another one of those pictures that doesn't work. I'll uh, see if I can find a picture that works real quick before we uh, go to the next story. Uh, what was this? Jared Reebok. Reebok. Man, I mean, he was Googling the shit like, dude, why? Like, what was that important? I'm going to kick this bitch down some stairs. Well, I could pour something some eye drops into her drink like what can i do to you know and they and then they got pictures on instagram all booed up and shit like nigga that's why people that's why you can't trust love y'all don't do it <laughs> can't trust shit man motherfuckers look look at this picture while i'm seeing y'all this picture in the chat they booed up like shit they taking a kissing selfie and shit like look at us we so in love and his mind he thinking i'm gonna kill this pregnant bitch well, it was cool until trapping was... me for life right it's they repos like getting the abortion she's like no i want the baby he was like we'll see about that mm-hmm. uh let's see um here's a here's a another guest of race a hartford man was arrested for trying to fight everyone inside the bar called elbow room <laughs> a 20 year old 20 don't give everybody an elbow <laughs> A 21-year-old man arrested for trying to pick a fight with everyone inside of a popular West Hartford Mike Club before smashing out the windows of a police cruiser. Um, Edward Miller of Hartford was flagged down by police outside of the elbow room over the weekend. Miller was reportedly trying to fight with everyone inside the restaurant. Is that like Riley Cooper's I'll fight every nigger in here? Right. You can get some. You get some. You want some too? When police arrived, they said Miller was laying on the sidewalk trying to resist arrest. That's that's when they arrived. Uh, once inside, the cruiser police said Miller kicked out the rear window. He was transported to another vehicle uh, to book at West Hartford Police Court Headquarters. Miller was charged with breach of peace and criminal mischief. The CIT cruiser is offline until the window can be replaced. Uh, guess the race of Mr. Edward Miller. Um, let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Shaking my head, black shame on CT. Homer Leonard Brothers. Flag down, no gun down, white. Bar mm-hmm. name is too corny to be black, not ironic enough to be gay. Just regular old white guy. You want to go, bro? White. Still alive, white. Uh-huh. Fights the air like Cuba Gooden Jr. Black. He was not killed, white. Hartford, Connecticut, a broski who thought he was an impossible white man. Took his shirt off, talking about now who else won't fuck with Hollywood Court White. Just got back from Sonic, but I'm going to just say White and White. The correct answer is, is White. Yep. Uh, a couple of you did guess Black, though. I saw you. So get these booze. Looks like it did not go well for him. Mm-mm. I guess they made room for them elbows on his head. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. Um. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go Ooh, to the bonus round. His face show looked like it too. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's the bonus round to guess the race. Double the points. Double the race. Are you guys ready to get to guessing? Well, you'll never not be ready if you're not ready right now. Here we go. Correct. Uh, Crest Hill brothers face child pornography charges. Two Crest Hill brothers were arrested at their home Friday morning and charged with possession of child pornography. Now, how the hell would both of y'all be into it? Like, the odds of one person liking child porn is pretty low. Two? Like, maybe there was abuse in their house or something, like, something happened like what happened did you did like did one of them walk in on the other one jack and i was like <gasps> no it's not what you think don't be mad i like that too is that is that child porn yes i'm so ashamed i need help uh do you have any more because <laughs> I, I i got some too i'll share with you let's say it at the same time what are you into? No, you go first. No, no, no. We say it at the same time. Come on. Yeah, on three. Yeah. <sighs> One, two, three. I like child, child porn. Child, oh, you like child porn too? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, thank you. We should be doing this together. Just, just me and you. A world of children to fuck. I think there's plenty of them out there. Take your pick. Andrew Castro, 26, and Levi Castro, 29, were arrested after officers executed a search warrant and seized their computers and electronics inside the home, said Will County State Attorney Office officials in a news release. Investigators were able to identify the computer with the IPO address that linked them to Theodore Street, to Theodore Street address. So they live together? I wonder if they live at home. Probably doing their mama basement. Mm-hmm. Andrew, Andrew Castro was charged with one count of dissemination of child pornography and three counts of possession of child pornography. All felonies, officials said. Levi Castro faces one count of profession of child for no, possession of child pornography. If convicted, Andrew Castro could face up to 30 years in uh, prison, and Levi Castro could face up to three to seven years. Both men were scheduled to appear in Will County Bond Court Saturday. Guess the race of Levi Castro and Theodore, I mean, Andrew Castro. Let's check the chat room. Jump the border for those baby burritos, Latino. <laughs> Ilian Gonzalez fan club members. Damn. Gamergate supporters, white, Latino, aspiring Catholic priest, Hispanic. I just can't make a joke about child porn, white, says Shana. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's see. They were, <laughs> they were going to use the water from their back as lube Latino. Oh. Karen, what race would you say they are? White to me. All right. We're going with white guys. So many of you that went Latino, you missed it. And everybody went with white. You got it. on that face tattoo yeah yeah i mean what else could you be into with that i mean you look like something out of hellraiser right those like the symbols on transformers right 
this nigga a decepticon right decepticorn <laughs> pedobots transform and roll out on these little children's <laughs> let's do it let's do them um gotta catch them all gotta catch them all all the kids pedo men <laughs> pedo chew i choose you uh, no, no uh, please, please stop choosing me, please. Right? No, I want to stand the ball. Pete, don't you? You can only you don't supposed to be able to say your own name. Mm-mm. No, I'm good. No, I'm good. I, I I I can I can say more than one word. All right, let's do one more story. You guys were terrible on that one. Right. It's one thing to cheat on your wife with a shop clerk, but yanking her country club membership is going too far. Sherry Ostershine slapped her estranged real estate executive husband, Matthew, with a $20 million defamation suit after he allegedly cut off her accent to uh, access to the Tony Old Westbury Golf and Country Club and various credit cards. The move triggered a golf club rule that Sherry's name and even the amount of her debt be listed in its public pages, places, including in its men's and women's locker room, proclaiming for all to see that she had not paid her bills to the club says the spurned wife's Manhattan Supreme Court suit. Wow, that is rich people. Like, that's how you get people. Rich people and poor people so have so much in common. Mm-hmm. Poor people be like, hey, this nigga stole from Goodwill, put his picture on the door. Rich people be like, hey, this motherfucker ain't paid their golf club dude, put their picture by the urinal. Right, in the country club. Right. I want to piss on it every time I see it. Yeah. This has had the intended effect of falsely making it appear to the old Westbury club and its constituent members who are also neighbors and friends of Sherry that she is without economic resources and assets to maintain pay or membership privileges, according to the court papers filed by her lawyer, father, Jeffrey L. Rosenberg. Sherry, 42, says the 18 year marriage to Matthew, 49 a millionaire and JLL vice president imploded after she and her daughters found out that she, he was two timing her with one or more sales girls in the New York city shops. She promptly kicked him out of their $4.75 million home. Sherry says Matthew's tactic, stopping the payment of her dues to the club, cutting off her access to her credit cards was waging economic and emotional warfare on the family. According to the suit, she argues in the suit that she deserves to maintain the level of luxury she enjoyed while happily married. Damn right. She lists the former couple's extravagances, including $150,000 Maserati, $100,000 in yearly vacations, the old Westbury Home Golf Club membership, $150,000 for a summer rental in the Hamptons, three housekeepers and nannies, and leases on a S550 Mercedes and Cadillac Escalade. Mm-hmm. Matthew Estreson. A commercial real estate broker at JLL previously worked for Cushman and Wakefield and rakes in $4 million a year. His marquee name clients include Oppenheimer and Co., Calvin Klein, AXA Financial, and the Discovery Channel. Matthew's lawyer, Steven Schlesinger, told the Post, We don't comment on frivolous litigation except to say that we intend to move to have the lawyers sanctioned. The couple has three daughters. Matthew filed for divorce in Nassau County in 2013. The litigation is still pending guess the race of the husband matthew r uh astrashan um and let's uh, see what you guys think in the chat room waging economic warfare and ancient white technique that's chuck spears whiter than the grapes used to make that escato baller alert he he, if baller alert he gave that money to his side put in white nothing black in that article total white of the war total war of the white roses 
one who was the main ingredient in nasty ass potato salad mayo monster white oh my old money Ofay, petty white couple country club yes she white all of y'all are right That that literally might be the record for the whitest article we've ever read on Guess the Race. Yeah. The fucking country club? I, like, I'm going to take your country club membership. Fucking with me? You fucking with the wrong one, bitch? Right. You won't be hit, You won't be on the links? I know this much. Right. I bet you won't be hitting the back nine no time soon, motherfucker. I bet you won't. Going to try to get me about fucking with these shopkeepers. Mm-mm. Right. Bitch, you cheated on her. Then, then you talk about I'm in your country club membership. The hell you, you think this is? I don't think I'm about to pay for you to go fuck Tiger Woods. You must be out your mind. Right. Um, let's go to, of course, Sword Ratchetness. Oh damn, he's dead. All right. Um, wow, that article's not coming up. Port Angeles, a man reportedly living in a motorhome in the East Port Angeles Walmart parking lot. What? You can do that? <laughs> he is set to be arraigned Friday at the Cle- Cle- This might be the widest story. Cleland County Sheriff's deputy say he threatened him with death while holding a sword and claiming he was the Archangel Gabriel. This nigga been watching Legion. Yes, he has. A Walmart employee called 911 at 10.47 a.m. Tuesday about the man. Mm -hmm. Later identified as Michael Robert Freestone, 48, who was reportedly walking around outside the store with a four-foot broadsword in his hand. Terrorizing everybody. He was charged Tuesday with one count of harassment threats harassment threats to kill in Clallam County Superior Court for allegedly threatening to kill deputies as they attempted to speak with him from outside his motor home in the northeast corner of the Walmart parking lot. During the hearing, Judge Christopher Melly ordered a mental evaluation done in Freestone on Freestone by staff from the Peninsula Behavioral Health. Uh, I don't know. All right. From that place. Freestone remained in jail Wednesday on $10,000 bound. Deputies gave his account of events leading up to his arrest with sword and dog. Deputy Kenneth Owen came to the Walmart after an employee called a man about a man walking around outside the store with a sword and a dog. The man later identified as Freestone refused to leave after a Walmart manager told him to do so. Freestone also told the manager he was an angel and claimed to be invisible to police. Yeah. Boy, was he in for a shock. He sure was. Them bullets can see you too. They said they wanted him arrested for uh, for trespassing. Uh, deputies uh, arrived. Because uh, he was an angel. Why didn't he fly away? They spoke to him from outside his motorhome. I know he was like, how can you even see me? Or over, his, his motorhome. I'm over here now. Freestone, who was holding a sword and became agitated, told deputies he did not have to obey because he was the son of God and refused commands to come out of the motorhome or to move it from the property. He stated that he was the Archangel Gabriel and he would see his fury if we did not, we would see his fury if we did not leave. He said he would be, we would be smote and we were about to feel his wrath. Cortani and Owen continued talking with Freestone after requesting backup and crisis, uh, the crisis negotiator, negotiator. 
and heard freestone threatening them with death i am going to kill you he said i'm the archangel of death and i'll kill you all Mm-mm. keegan the trained crisis negotiator continued to talk with freestone without success after sergeant eric munger and the undersheriff Listen, dedicated people to their jobs he's probably white undersheriff rob, rob peregrine this is a black article a man was shot with a sword right right in front of walmart and his dog uh they were called to the scene deputies requested and received a warrant by telephone to enter freestone's motorhome and arrest him prayer wait peregrine forced open the door to motorhome and found freestone raising his sword so he fired his stun gun uh cortani then reached through the window of the motorhome warned freestone freestone he was going to use a stun gun and fired it at freestone Freestone was then subdued with the stun gun, and uh, Peregrine got into the motorhome and arrested him. The sword was seized as evidence. The dog was taken to the Olympic Peninsula Humane Society. Man, that dog just had bad luck. Yeah, and a bad owner. You got to watch who you hang out with, dog. You mm-hmm. see that man got a sword? It's not going to be good for you. Mm-mm. All right, guys, we'll be back Saturday with a feedback show. Uh, Friday, if you're premium, we'll have Balls Deep Sports. Mm-hmm. um don't forget to go to our sponsors shadow doll productions um uh, they have a, a audio play out uh album is called uh uh modern relics and uh stars Addie miller the little blind zombie girl from the walking dead mm-hmm. so on itunes go get that don't forget also adamandeve.com code tbgwt we'll be back soon until then i love you i love you too baby Mwah.